Hello, gearheads, and welcome to another episode of the Blind Mike Project. Make sure to go to blindmike.net for all your blind mic needs. So please, welcome to the stage, Blind Mike Geary. Got a hot one today. And I will say, the uh, pre-show chatter between our producer for the day and our guest for the day is any indication we could have a real snooze fest on our hands. Oh, God. Or if any of them are interested about Oregon football. <laughs> Hello, Hackride. Hello! Bad news for the Craigophiles today, because Craig is out on the prowl. Hackride is in. What's happening? Yes. Uh, 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 what is great news for Hackride is bad news for the, the playgrounds. It is a bad day for the playground. You think, this is interesting because you've been with us a few times over the last couple months here. Do you think Craig has checked out of the show? Absolutely not. We're in constant contact. He loves the show more than ever. And I did not you, get paid to say that. Can I, tell you what it, can I tell you what annoys me a little? You got the, a taste of it in our correspondence. Yes. So uh, for those of you that don't know, a little peek behind the curtain. I, um, for why you laughing clips, I email them to Craig for, um, this show. I send them on Twitter in our DMS to just kind of keep them separate. So he knows what's what in our Twitter thread. I included hack ride this week. So I was sending all the messages in DMS and you got a little taste of what happens from time to time. When I send a story that Craig likes, he reacts with like a fire emoji or like, <laughs> Ooh, excited for this one. <laughs> you should see what they say at the end of this clip. That's what I, I got. I don't need his his reaction. I'm just sending what? the story so that we have it for Sunday. <laughs> no, I like it. I like the initial reaction. He can't help himself. I like it, Craig. Craig don't stop Craig, doing that, Craig. Craig thinks it's very important. Like, um, he, he says, for why are you laughing? He doesn't listen to any of the clips because he wants the audience to get his uh initial reaction to them oh he's he's robbers robin quivering quivering you yes i don't want to hear anything howard tell me so i can be authentic (laughs) yeah people listen to the don rickles episode to see how's craig gonna react to this that works as a second mic knock not so much as a producer (laughs) you need to know what's on the clip sometimes but craig you do Uh, craig you're amazing hey craig who knows (laughs) it could be anything i haven't listened yet craig thinks his surprise really makes podcasting (laughs) And, and by the way, I was on the toilet this morning, Blind Mike, and I was looking at my phone, and I go, you know what? Let me check something. You know, it has been one year in three days since the first email I sent you. It's our one-year anniversary. Yes. Happy anniversary, buddy. Yeah. Time goes by quick. I got to say, and th- this is a, a good segue into saying this, I don't usually compliment you, and we'll get to my gripes with you later in the program, but a compliment is, look at how much the YouTube channel has grown since Hackride has like just having someone who understood that you can't title shows bmp the date that it is (laughs) and expect (laughs) people to find it (laughs) well also it's 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 been quite an improvement yes well thank you but also keep in mind i came along and right when i came you guys decided to take a full letter word out of the intro and so the algorithm started recognizing you because you you were basically saying don't look at us and so once you took that yeah 
And yeah, our thumbnails you... were all really just me and Craig staring at the screen. So yeah, this is hot. These, these seem like simple adjustments, but it took Hackride to help us. This, I, I literally Googled how to make YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it took two seconds. It's been, uh, it's been quite an addition. So uh, we have a very special guest that I will uh, introduce in a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys to go to blindmike.net if you'd be so kind. That's uh, the best way to support this program because all of our links are there. All the free links to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. The YouTube as well. If you don't watch live with us, we go live every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Um, so make sure you join the chat. Super chat us. That's another way to support the show. Or uh, also, if you want to become a member, you get bonus content, you get early access to content, um, and you can do that by becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you're watching live right now, you can join as a YouTube member, whichever is easiest, Patreon or YouTube. We want to get to, uh, I'd like to get to a thousand on Patreon very soon. I don't know. Uh, maybe this month, maybe next month. I think we should get to a thousand. No? I think it should be no problem. And, and it's, it's, it's about time for God's sake. Yes, and the thing about the channel, what I love, is it's growing, like, organically. It is beautifully organic. Like, if you look at the numbers, how they're supposed to be, you're doing exactly how YouTube wants it. You mean I'm not, uh, I'm not buying views like the shit way? Hey, shush! We don't talk about that up here. That's, <laughs> that's for behind the scenes. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm talking so, uh, about you, you do shorts, you do long, you do live. That's what they want. Tim straight, baby. That's what we do here, guys. We know you, you, it's important to you, the viewer, that we support YouTube's algorithm. So, blindmike.net yes. is where you can support the show. <laughs> support Hackride, whatever he does. Whatever I do. Yeah, whatever it is. I don't you're know. a member. You're not watching the shows. How dare you? <laughs> I'm a member getting, in name only. <laughs> oh, we're getting good. I'm sending you clips and you're ignoring me. Thank you. Thank you. Is it hackridethedemon.com? Yes, hackridethedemon. Just like blindmike.net. And I recommend, I recommend you go check out a program called The Creep Off that I was on this week. And that is hosted by a gentleman named Vinnie Paulino, who is our guest today. Hello, Vincent. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, the boy. Sorry, genitals are missing in the boy. I want to lose my keys in the boy. The <laughs> I love it. When they get me, when they feel the ear call, the boy, they are annoyed about the boy, Vinny. 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 Yeah, what's up? I, I forgot you had intro music. Hello, Vinny. Uh, damn glad to be here. Thank you for such a warm introduction, Hackride. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Hola, creepos. Aloha, big kahunas. Glad to be here with you, man. I gotta say, every uh, time I've had Vinny on the show, he's done Why You Laughing a few times. I think this is your first time on this show. It is. But every time I get this update about, like, noise in rochester there's always something going on in the room next to him that he warns me about and there's a bit he's like ah i gotta i'm gonna have to be at home not in my studio this week and i'll say like oh does that mean you don't you can't make it and he's like nope just wanted to make sure you had every detail of my life in mind well i wasn't sure if i was gonna make it and i was trying to have a reasonable excuse to back out of 10 a.m on a sunday let me tell you something don't ever take me up on an empty gesture because I'll, I'll leap at it. <laughs> Vinny on Monday said, uh, he's like, hey, man, thanks for doing the creep off. Anytime you need me on. I was like, how about Sunday? He's like, oh, God damn it. Uh, at what time, Mike? 10 a.m. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad it was able to work out. Yes. Well, Vinny, uh, you know, you're in the you're in the comedy biz. You work for Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester. We have a lot of comedy news that we need to get to. 
it's been I, a I busy two weeks. The first, well, the first, hmm. We have we have news about three of the four Protect Our Parks boys that I want to get into. And I actually saw the fourth. I saw Ari Shafir at the Wilbur this week. It was very good. Oh, nice. He's uh he's doing a new hour. That's uh, I assume this is going to be the theme of his special, so I won't give it away. But if that's what he's doing, it's a very cool idea, and I think it's very good. So please tell me off air. I love Ari. Oh, it, it was it was great. It was a very funny idea, especially cool. coming from him. So uh, keep an eye out for any tour dates for Ari. But the other Protect Our Par- Parks boys were up to some business this week. A big business, I would say. And uh, the breaking news is that my friend, my buddy, Shane Gillis, making his return to Saturday Night Live. Have you seen that yet, Vin? Whoa, I did not know about this. He is hosting Saturday Night Live February 24th, which is kind of kind That's of cool. Real. that he, It's cool that he's getting the redemption, but can I tell you something? I worry about this, and I don't think, like, so I only know Shane on a very surface. I essentially only know, I've met him a couple times, and I know his personality on air. So I don't know if he's really like this off air, but I feel like he's not a vindictive guy, which I wish he was in this situation. Because I think the best way to handle this would be like, yeah, I'll host SNL and give you guys ratings for a week. The only sketches I will appear in will be written by me and John McKeever. Like, I wish he had that in him. I don't know that he does. But if it was just the Gillian Keeves guys taking over SNL, I think that's the best format for him to be on. I worry about him walking into that version of SNL and having to kind of play by their rules and do their sketches, you know? It's gotta be really hard. And I've talked to comedians, I don't know if I've talked to any comedians who've hosted SNL. I've talked to a lot of people who've worked on SNL, but it's gotta be really hard to come from a comedy background like him, where you have a lot of street cred. Uh, People, your fans love you because you are who you are. He's a very authentic kind of a guy. And then having to, not only you get the chance to go back there to do this, but if they're gonna make him play by their rules, it's not going to be as sweet for him as I think he thinks it will be. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying because like the, the, the culture there, like look what they did to Chappelle and Elon Musk. When those guys hosted, they threatened walkouts and there's all sort of drama that week that like the writers won't show up or the cast is going to boycott or something. How this guy runs a show like that. Everybody's got an opinion who is running like at Howard Stern show. Nobody's allowed to go do anything, but SNL, they could just run to the media and complain about the hosts that they have on all the time. It's I wonder how much Lauren, I wonder how much Lauren cares that that stuff is happening. Cause it seems like something that would not have flown back in the day. It probably wouldn't. But nowadays, like if somebody's talking about the show, he's probably happy. Um, well, so every time I've heard Shane in interviews, talk about Lauren Michaels, he talks about how good Lauren was to him. So again, I think Shane's going to go in there like, hey, we're all good. I'll do whatever you guys want. But that writing staff and that that cast doesn't have the same mentality. Like, Hackride, what is the headline that I sent you of uh, the article announcing that Shane Gillis is on SNL? Oh, yes, it's on screen now. It says Shane Gillis to host SNL after being fired in 2019 for racial and homophobic slurs. Like, I don't, first of all, was he fired for anything homophobic i don't remember that oh they just throw things in now <laughs> wasn't he, he was, was also making... sexist <laughs> they're craigersing him <laughs> they just throw shit in yeah i don't remember any homophobic i mean he's he calls stuff gay all the oh you know what he called um 
he called Judd Apatow, or was it Chris Gethard? He called them gayer than ISIS or something? The homophobe! I, I don't know if that makes you homophobic. <laughs> He's ISIS ISIS is so, gay. <laughs> they're so gay. They're so gay. There's no women over there. What do you think they're doing with their puds? It's a good burn, though. But, but like already that's starting even with the announcement where they're like and don't forget he's homophobic because he says gay sometimes remember guys so i think that horse shit is starting and it's just gonna like i can't imagine like i think the the sketches he's done as trump are how snl should have handled trump from the beginning okay like they they make him it makes him into a, a caricature like a goofy guy it makes him silly rather than like this demon that's attacking us hey, so it, it, it it takes the seriousness out of trump which is funny if they have him play trump on snl i can't imagine that writing staff capturing his voice now the one thing is like he's friends with michael che right so maybe just che will kind of take over that week but other than that i don't really trust anyone writing for gillis's voice you're right, though. He should have had this conversation before he accepted. At some level, they must have. I think he, he, yeah, he, he very well may have. Because, like, I, that's the other thing is like I can't see him telling Lauren Michaels like this is how I'm doing it. But I also can't see him saying like, "Hey, I'll just do whatever cornball sketches you guys write." Like, I think he knows that would be kind of bad for who he is. Because the other thing he did this week. Uh, was signed a big deal with that. The other time they used uh, racist and homophobic in a headline was when they announced his deal with uh, Bud Light. So he's like, he's the right. face of Bud Light now, which is very fitting as well. They're trying to even out that boat, aren't they? They really are. <laughs> guys, guys, what if we have Shane Gillis? Will you yeah. forget about Dylan Mulvaney, please? Yeah. We threw Shane Gillis in the port and we got uh, Dylan Mulvaney riding on the uh, Starbird. I don't know. I, I got to say, it's pretty awesome that SNL, because it, what a great place for the final battle for the great woke comedy debate. Oh, Lauren Michaels wins again. Think about it. Like, he has his hard left staff, and he's bringing on, you know, the conservative comedian, I guess. He gets, he gets which, to have both worlds. Which he's worlds. not. He's, mis he's mislabeled as that. But. You didn't see my air quotes. He's yeah. blind. You don't see him. But yes. Yeah. It, so I think, it, I think it actually does SNL a great service for this, like, moment in history we're at with this you know, woke, trying to stop comedy, and these people trying to keep it alive. Let's have the battle right there, man. That's where it kind of all started. Amen. Yeah. Well, and I do, I guess this is Lauren Michaels admitting that, that, that he was wrong to get rid of Gillis, but I do think it would have been such a, like, fuck you to everything that was going on at that time if they were like, hey, we believe in the kid. Like, these comments might be bad and might not represent what we do, but we still find him funny, and we, like, we think he's a talented guy that'll make this show better. Because Lauren Michaels seems to believe that, obviously. The <laughs> they wouldn't have point, him on otherwise. Uh, SNL back in the day used to invite controversy. Like, right. this is going back to yes. their old form. This is going yes. back to, like, 70s, 80s style SNL, which, I mean, here's what happened, okay? Most comedians, most people that I know are very live and let live kind of people. They don't care about people's personal lives. They make jokes about everything. Right. Uh, there's nothing that they're too serious. So when the left comes in and says, hey, Get off the black, the the back of trans people. Get off the back of gay people. Get off the back of this, that, and the that. They generally get behind them and say, "Yeah, okay, that's good." But then when they started coming for, you know, the jokes about every little thing, comedians really were, you know, caught off their guard and have been pushed back really far. So things are slowly starting to change back 
to the way they used to be. And this yeah. is a good sign of that. In fact, um, there's a dude from Barstool. What's his name? Lil Sasquatch, Mike? Did I ever tell you <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Sasquatch came through the club, and the guy who was supposed to open for him wasn't there. And they said, Vin, could you go up and do some time? And I was like, I don't want to. These are like 21-year-olds. <laughs> I don't want to fucking yeah, right. go and do this show. They don't want me there. And I talked to sat little sass in the back and he goes no dude just do the dirtiest stuff you know they'll love it and i went out there in front of a room of 21 year olds and did every fucking awful horrific joke that i could and they loved it i went oh this is where we are everybody is dead wrong about this new young crowd so i guess my point is long and long and tall of it that's where the money is now yeah well so they um, need shane gillis they need those eyes back on what they're doing Kirk has talked about this on KMS. Like when Trump comes up, he always says like, it's not the, the reaction to Trump this time won't be the same. Cause he talks about his kids saying like the, the kids now that are in high school and maybe even like early college, like they, th- they look at Trump as like a funny TikTok character. <laughs> like they think he's a goofball. So it's not, I don't think it's going to be the same drastic reaction in the fall when like Trump gets reelected. There will be a segment of that, but I think we'll be able to laugh at that stuff a little more. I hope like I hope I'm not wrong that we revert back to where we were eight years ago, but it does seem a little bit now like people are more open to. Um, well, I mean, like Shane Gillis is one of the biggest comics in the world, that brand of comedy, you know, but the, the pendulum is swinging back, man, in the mainstream. eye, I'm telling yeah. you, the more conservative comics people are noticing, like Gutfeld does better than the Tonight one, Show. Yeah. Yeah, it does better than all these other late night shows. And they're putting on people like Florentine. They're putting on Jamie Lasau and like people Norton that goes on there. DeRosa, yeah. 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 Lots of people that aren't going to be courted by any of these other shows. So yeah. they're starting to realize that's where the eyes are going and it's going to start swinging. So that's what I think is going on. It's all about how money, was you know? how was the, how was a little sass as a comic, by the way? I've never seen a stand up. Uh, I was eating nachos. <laughs> okay. Well, message received. <laughs> no, he was good. He was funny. <laughs> That's a good segue to the uh, Rogan deal as well, because he's he's yes. another one. Yeah. So th- did you see the big Rogan news from the other day? Yes. This is I, I like the sound effects we've got. Uh, everyone's excited. He's making money. <laughs> They're not. That, yes. <laughs> so you're going to have to explain this to me. Hacker. We, Hacker and I applauded your knowledge of YouTube earlier. Maybe you could Google yes. this one as well. Okay. Why? Why is it worth 50 million more dollars? to make rogan not exclusive to spotify okay uh because it will create more uh income streams so when he posts on so they've they've given up they've given up on being a a content house basically well uh, i've seen millions of uh, joe rogan clips on channels that aren't joe rogan so those people are making money and you can strike them down but they come fast with joe rogan clips because they know they can make a lot of money quick with right. with those is shorts and and so what it does is it just says give us control of all these streams i think it's actually the smart move for once by spotify now give us more money as musicians you assholes yeah because i never understood the, so the deal with simmons is they like uh they acquired the ringer for 65 million dollars or whatever it was but all the ringer podcasts were not exclusive to spotify and i never understood that so it's basically that they now own rogan's or a, a portion of Rogan's advertising, essentially, right? They give him two hundred fifty million dollars. Say you're on every platform, but we get your income. Like Rogan's not making any money off the podcast anymore. Correct. Other than this was this was probably advertisers reaching out to Spotify saying, "Hey, widen your reach." You, I mean, we understand the Howard Stern model worked before streaming and what we currently have. 
it, yeah. it's too broken up. There's too many options. You need to own all your streams. You need to own everything and monetize them all. And that that's now what they're doing. And he was getting millions of views on YouTube before a lot of podcasts were doing that. Now you look at that Cat Williams interview getting 40 million views or whatever it's that's up to cool. now. Like, Rogan will do that pretty consistently, I think. No, oh, let's get Cat Williams on the Blind Mike Project, people. Stop the hashtag. That would be nice. Oh. Cat Williams ever go through a comedy at the Carlson, Vinny? No, we have not had Cat. <laughs> Cat's place some pretty big rooms. It is too palace. cold in this broth. What is this city? I am out of this cold city. Uh, that's my Cat Williams. It was not, it's not as bad as it should have been. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'll go in the back again. I'm sorry. I don't know any any other uh, any other thoughts on this Spotify deal because it is pretty wild. Like I do get the logistics of it, but it's weird to me that Spotify was like, "Hey, let's make Spotify the home for all these podcasts." They get Caller Daddy, they get uh, Bill Simmons, they get the ones that you knew would fail, but like uh, Meghan Markle and Obama and Springsteen and all that shit. But they sunk all these money, all this money into having exclusive rights for podcasting, and now they're paying Rogan even more to be like, "Do it everywhere. We don't give a fuck." Well, I guess the question is, the reality, how much money is Rogan worth it? Are they bringing in off of Rogan already? And right. what would happen if they lost that income? So it's like, do we pay him $50 million more to keep him and keep all this money coming in and possibly be able to make it back in new revenue streams? It would be probably, for what they've already invested, a big loss to lose him. It tells you what a, that, that it must be... A, the the first version of this deal must have been a success though right if they're giving him more money now yeah of course of course we we all i think everyone owes uh rogan an apology because when that started you were looking at the certain episodes that weren't weren't going up and everyone was like oh he's woke now he's changed they've they've bought him into the woke mob and like they said he, he was wasn't going to start uh or he was going to stop talking about the vaccine and all that stuff he's only annoyed them more since all that happened like he probably doesn't talk about the vaccine as much now as he used to but like that never stopped he never changed who he was even after like the whole n-word controversy and all that so you got to give him credit for that they've been throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at him and he hasn't changed what he's doing at all really a almost a half a billion dollars this yeah. guy's got it's incredible in a matter of three years like it's, i don't know how long this 250 million dollars goes for but 200 i assume 200 million was the first two years they had him right if they're re-upping yeah i believe it was 2020 was it right at the tail end of the pandemic that they signed him i think it was december of 21 that he started with spotify okay okay yeah. so yeah obviously it, it they had to be making money yeah. And keep in mind, uh, these uh, media companies uh, make mistakes and they make it big investments, big swings. You remember this company that sent satellites into space and that's how we were going to get our radio. How ridiculous was that? They could have just waited for the T1 lines to get done. I mean, Sirius spent billions of dollars on satellites uh, that are no longer useful for what we do in this, you know, as far as media consumption. So, you know, they make some mistakes in media companies. That must be the trend now, though, because you bring up Sirius. They gave Smartless $100 million, and I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, they're giving them $100 million to be on Sirius? But the, no, they're just distributing the pod. So the pod, you get the Will Arnett, Jason Bateman podcast the same as you used to, but they're just getting paid $100 million to do it now. It's crazy. It's, it's the dream for podcasters. I mean, everybody knew that podcasts were going to take over and i guess i never really saw this be the direction that it would be where corporations are going to shell out you know hundreds of millions of dollars for a show 
I thought, you know, to me, I always thought podcasts were going to go in the direction of like the the fans self, you know, self support, you know, fans Patreon and stuff like that. But now corporations, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the creepoff dot com slash Patreon, whatever the fuck it is. Yes. But I, I just never thought that this was going to be the path that podcast took. It's amazing to see. I'm surprised. Yeah, do you, I, I hear this conversation happening a lot on podcasts now, particularly with comedians saying like, oh, podcasting is dead or podcasting has jumped the shark. I don't really, I don't understand that logic. Maybe like, you know, shorter podcasts are doing better now than long form or whatever, but it's still, we're still in such an age where people consume content constantly, like content creators are you know, growing. Ever Like uh, 10 years ago, I wouldn't be able to do this and make a living, but now I can. You know, like, I think that's continuing to grow and evolve. And I don't think that's dying anytime soon. I think it's changing maybe how you yeah. make money. But like, I still think that there are people that are getting into podcasting that will be successful. But I hear a lot of comics talk and say like, oh, it's dead. Now we have to be on TikTok or whatever. I, hmm. um, I don't know how radio still exists. That's, that's very weird to me. Yeah. Love of the game. And Love I remember- of the game. People that love doing it. Joey C does blog talk radio. So that's how blog talk radio exists. People that still enjoy doing it, they will pay money to do it. That's how radio exists. <laughs> the Joey C model. Yes. <laughs> keeping blog talk radio alive. Is Joey yes. C alive, by the way? He is. He's alive and doing well. Oh, uh, he, got a little, he got a little fiery last night on his show. But yes, he, and it was true. He was in the hospital. Okay. Even though that picture looked a lot like the ones we created on the AI show that we te- touched, don't you see? I got blamed for that. Oh my God. But no, he was in the hospital and I'm glad he is doing well. He seems much more relaxed now. I don't know if that's if he's the medication or what, but it's awesome. Yeah. Thank I, God. I saw that picture of him too. The one where he had the AirPods in his nose. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh God, I got 300 texts. Like you, you couldn't have taught him not to do that. I'm like, if it is a thing, why didn't you make a better picture, Joey? But then he got monetized. And he still didn't show up. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's something's up. <laughs> something's up. Yes. All right, well, good luck to Joey C. We wish him uh, all the best. Yes, and Mike, then, let's, uh, do some, let's do some super chats real quick. Okay. Yes, yes. Are you there, DJ Electra? Uh, DJ Electra. <laughs> oh, she, is, she, is she rolling in? DJ, have yes. I been too min- mean to hack ride yet? Have I been okay? Oh, oh no, it's been wonderful. So fine. <laughs> okay, good. I'll let I you know, though. <laughs> have you, did you hear how much I complimented him at the beginning? How great I said he was? Yes, I thanked I him. Here. I did. Okay, I just wanted you to keep that in mind. Okay. That's why you did that. Great. Right. <laughs> Keeping everyone in line here. <laughs> All right, go, go, DJ Electrify. We worked on this. We got to hustle. Let's go. All right, Drew P Balls, nine ninety nine, super sticker. Thank you, Drew P Balls. I don't have to read anything. Lovely. <laughs> Let's do hack right. Oh, I'm okay. I didn't know we were going back and forth. Dang, Lizard, two dollars. <laughs> Thought Krager's participation was court ordered. Hey oh. <laughs> I think I think he served his community service very early on and now he just enjoys doing it, so he kept coming back. So he's using the, the court ordered child shit for an excuse to get out of work? That's, Attaboy, Krager is that is a no, new yeah, level of That's the penalty for for monstrously raping children, is you have to produce like, this. He's like podcast. fuck, it's already on my record. Might as well take the weekend off. <laughs> that's right. I love it. I just want to be clear. That is not why I am here, folks. I have not been ordered by the court to be here. You're in a lot of the same chat rooms as Craig, no? No, no, no. My community service is picking up garbage on the side of the road. I don't have to do the show. Okay, I'll shut up. That's what Craig calls it, too. 
All right, let's get through these. <laughs> Super Raiders 09 also sent in a 199 super sticker. Oh, and you, Dang Lizard says, so today it's hide your pizza, not hide your kids. I get pizza as well. I'll find let's pizza. go for a nosh sometime. Oh, uh, hear me out, uh, says Sleepy John for $2. Why are you laughing? Weird Al Yankovic. And I agree. Yeah, I I'm either going to do a Weird Al or like a musical comedians episode in general soon. One or the other. I'm not sure. We do, we do a whole episode just on UHF. Greatest movie ever. All right. All right, next one. Uh, Mini, uh, the Bladcast. Who's this guy? $1.99. Mini NL, SNL hosts bring writers to add to the staff. So you saying Shane's bringing a writer? Yeah, maybe Shane will bring me along. Oh, come on, Shane. Right, <laughs> go ahead, Electra. This is the last Red, one. Red 473 says, it's too late for SNL. Anyone can make their own sketch now and post it online and get more views than watching it on NBC. Shane That's literally what Gillian Keeves did. Back. Yeah, sorry, uh, Electra. That's literally what Gillian Keeves did, is uh, show that they could do it. Like, I don't know if that's purely what motivated Shane to do a sketch show, but like what they did was so much better than anything SNL has done in 10 years at least. Yeah. It's interesting yes, that, though. That's all. The, the reason that they, the reason why it matters is it's the internet eyes that they're going to get to SNL that wouldn't normally ever go there for any reason. Right. So it's like, you know, you put Shane Gillis in the sketch and then you put it, oh, I'll watch what Shane did on SNL and they're going to get the hits on their channel and. You know, whatever. Yeah, the but, YouTube the next day will be big. Yeah. So smart move by them, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll see how it plays out. We'll make sure to uh, uh, keep an eye on that one. And then the last member of the Protect Our Parks crew that I felt like we should talk about today was Mark Norman, because uh, I broke the story last week by stealing it from someone else. I got <laughs> 20 million views on a video that wasn't mine because I just said, uh, hey, what what's going on with Mark Norman here? And uh, by now, everyone's seen that video. Um, it, we talked about last week that it seems like it's a prank. And uh, Mark Norman was on Legion of Skanks this week. And uh, they asked him about it with uh, Hack Ride's buddy, Louis J. Gomez. Uh, yeah. asked him about it. So let's hear, let's hear Mark talk about this. Yes, Blind Mike, the new Rex Chapman of comedy. Yes. <laughs> Stop trying to fucking... What, what happened at the New York Comedy Club? Can you talk about it? I signed an NDA. But here's what happened. So, no dicks allowed. No. No, basically, uh, they they set up a show, and they're like, you do a 45-minute set, and something crazy is going to happen. We're not going to tell you what. And I was like, all right, I'll just I'll I'll do a set. And then a guy walked on stage, and I riffed on it, and that was it. What was it? So you knew somebody was something that was going to happen during your set. I knew something, set. but they didn't tell me what. I figured it'd be like a crowd work thing. Did they tell you why? Uh, they're trying to go viral and build buzz for an internet company. Oh, some hi, fucking... hi. All right, well, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, they killed it. Yeah, they, they built some buzz, but it was all horseshit. What the fuck? Yeah. Something said about yeah, Donald Glover or something. But I didn't even hear the thigh high it's called. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I don't know. They, they got traffic all drummed up, and then they draw it to their site somehow. And then, well, so Donald Glover thinks nothing. That's it's nice. all to promote his show. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, Mark, you just breached contract. Yes. Thank you. Did it feel good, though, Mark, in a sense that, like, the outpouring of people, like, like 
right before I was going to text you, I heard, like, I kind of got it and saw it. I was like, oh, it's not like a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, was so, this a, a Chappelle thing? Was this a Chris Rock slap? I was like, it's more of a Jesse Smollett. So I guess pretty much what we thought happened happened. It's do we do I I can't tell if he actually broke an NDA there because if he did, that's hilarious. Uh, I mean, what are they going to do? This company, listen. If this is their business strategy, they're not going to sue Mark Norman for telling people this. It's no, already true. out there, and what a dumb idea. Yeah. So that's the thing is like what he said, whether or not he broke an NDA. What he said is pretty much what we thought happened, and I don't get it because uh, I haven't fully seen the show yet but uh my girlfriend was watching it the other day this uh mr and mrs smith donald glover show yeah and it's like a scripted spy series like i think it's loosely based on the movie right so i don't understand how that even promotes the show i guess i know it exists now i'm like oh hey donald glover's in a show on amazon so i guess it worked for them but it seems really stupid because the other video we played on uh wats last week where it's like Tyra Banks getting swarmed by a couple of furries. And it's like, what does this have to do with the show? So you're literally saying, rather than promote the show on its own merits, let's do some wacky horse shit to viral trick stuff. you into tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the only thing that would make sense to me is if they were filming a scene for the show like there's a scene where the bad guy puts a bomb inside a comedy club or something. That's what I assumed it was. I thought all along they wanted react like a crowd reaction where they didn't know there was a bit going on. The crowd's like, what the fuck? I thought they needed that genuine reaction or something. Or yeah, like a comedian was on stage and something happened and they were trying to get like a real reaction. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. No, it doesn't. It seems to me like there was no end game. Right. Like, they were just like, hey, we'll do something viral and maybe people will talk about it. But then that makes me even think. So so hold they... on a second. Let me ask you a question. Is yeah. this how is there if this is a publicity stunt? Why was there even an NDA? Like if you're trying to get publicity, what you're doing, why are people not allowed to talk about oh, it? Well, I guess maybe the NDA would come in where Mark is saying it's them. The publicity would come from people thinking like, Ooh, what happened? You know? Okay. Okay. And I guess they wouldn't want Mark to come right out and say, but then that's essentially what Donald Glover did by reposting the video. Everyone immediately connected the dots of like, Oh, it's for a Donald Glover show, I guess. Okay. The D the NDA was probably time related. They do these a lot in LA where it's an NDA for like 48 hours and then it's a little looser. So he just had to stay quiet for the initial reaction. You're, you're basically your tweet. You, you, they waited for someone to fall in the trap. Blind Mike walks along and goes, hey, what's this? Picks it up, falls in the trap. <laughs> and then he, you know, it works. Marketing, Some baby. Some dim-witted rube. It's like, <laughs> hey, what's going on here? <laughs> they got it. Hire that company, Mike. So I guess they did it because, like, that. I, I, I like Donald Glover. That show doesn't seem like anything I would watch. But I went from not knowing it existed to knowing it existed because of that Mark Norman video, I guess. So from that standpoint, I guess it worked. But... At what yeah, cost, you know? I guess. I guess it worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked and then made everyone go like, oh, what a pity idea that seems It's the like. most goddamn convoluted plan I've ever heard yes, of. Donald Glover found an autistic guy and a blind guy and pulled off a heist. <laughs> right. Hey. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't understand it. It seems very weird. But great job by my friend, Louis J. Gomez, for yes. getting that scoop. Excellent work. By a buddy of mine who I never dream of annoying. 
You're no, so that's my job. So did you, no. did you see any, uh, did you see Hackride bothering the Puerto Rican raggle, rattlesnake? Bothering? Did you see I, the rattlesnake stealing from the demon? <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> I don't even understand it. Because so. you can't see. Hey, look, uh, Vinny, look at that. Look at what I'm putting on screen now. This came yeah. on screen on my feed. Now, yeah. if you've ever seen my page, I, I, I do similar artwork, and I just made the joke, ha ha, might as well, might want to give me some credit, ha ha. Can I, can I tell you something? It didn't seem like a joke. That's where I think people were like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I said jerk store at the end. When you say jerk store at the end of a tweet, that's a total joke. I said jerk uh, store. I don't oh. remember that. I don't remember I don't. the jerk store line. No. Oh, they don't remember the jerk store. It's on screen right now, people. Look what they do to me. Look at the look at the trauma that Blind Mike creates. Then, this is what I go through is... Uh, Hackride messages me. I don't say anything about it. And Hackride messages me and is like, hey, look what's going on here. Like he wants a reaction <laughs> out of me. And and I'm like, I go, I don't I don't understand. Like I don't get what's happening. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, Don't don't you how do you not get it? <laughs> he's Blind stealing Mike. from me. Which, as, as Louis J. Gomez pointed out, like, do you think you own the devil now? <laughs> I'm not a devil. I'm a demon, and you don't even know this. You're a member. God damn it. And by the way, Louis J. Gomez, you're very funny, but no one no one has forgotten your work with micro machines. No one has forgotten. You just shaved your head. And we we know you, the man with micro. That's a funny visual joke that you will not get, like. But Vinny, like, he's yeah, I don't I don't get it. But... <laughs> he looks like the micro machines guy. But I don't. I don't react to it. Hackride tries to get me on his side against Lewis, and I just say to him, "Oh well, Lewis has been very good to me." And I, I jokingly say, "Don't turn the uh, the, the rattlesnake against us." And Hackride, this is this is this is, this is my core issue. When Hackride and I have these dust ups that we have, uh-huh. woke up at six this woke up at six this morning. Just remember, go ahead. Is, my core issue is that he treats me like I'm his shithead boyfriend that doesn't that doesn't like doing the dishes or something. Like he goes, "Okay, really, uh, thought you had my back on this one, but no, it's fine. Whatever, whatever." <laughs> and then I have to be like, "No, man, like I, I just don't, I don't know what's happened. I don't see well, so I'm not seeing the images you're sending to me." And he's like, "It's fine, whatever. It's cool, no big deal." Yeah, I go out there into the world bringing eyes to your show. And you're just sitting there enjoying all of the production yeah. that I create for you. I work and take care of the kids, but I guess I'm the bitch. <laughs> so, so people, this is what happens when you agree with Blind Mike. You say, okay. And he's like, then you said, okay. God damn, you're, you are the, you're not the boyfriend. You're the girlfriend in this relationship. Get that it right. Is, that that is how I have read half of Hackride's messages. Like, nah. <laughs> well, fine then. Would it kill you to bring him flowers every now and again, Mike? Yeah, just you know, <laughs> blow me you? when I don't have to ask for it. Thank you. This is, I sit at home and mind my business, and Electrify and Hackride attack me and <laughs> criticize me for not complimenting them enough online. Yeah, yes, but look at those YouTube numbers, baby. Woo! That's yes, true. That's, where, that's yeah. true. Yes. And also now, now every tweet that he puts out, I say I did that too. That's now the oh, new fun that game. That was fun. I saw, I saw. So the later I saw Lewis promoting dates in Austin, and Hack Ride's like, oh, after I've been, like, I, like I've never been to Austin. <laughs> He's like just that. following me around, this guy. That was that was kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Lewis has been nice to me in the way that, like, because this is one of Hack Ride's responses. He's like. Uh, for a guy that's been so good to you, he's never been on the show. And I was like, no, he was. And that's my point. He did the show and literally no one was watching it, <laughs> which I appreciate. 
Yes, I had to eat my shit on that one because I found the video and I'm like, God damn. All right. Thank you, Lewis, for doing the show. Come back. Shout out to the, the real ass dude himself. Um, all right. Should we get into the, the reason we're all here today? Yes. And that would be the retirement of one Brendan Schaub. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I get the cue right? Did I not hit the cue? Brendan Schaub, another friend. This is the Schaub mob here on uh, yes. Blind Mike Project. This is a, this is a thick boy production. Okay. Okay. So Brendan Schaub announced this week that he's, uh, well, his announcement, I think people have blown up a little bit. And even Chris D'Elia took it in a way that I'm surprised a co-host of Brendan's would frame it like this on a podcast. But let's hear what Brendan Schaub actually announced, and then we will uh, analyze it. Because it's something I've been suggesting for a long time, and I think maybe now that I am kind of a, a, a confidant in the Schaub mob, maybe he's listening finally. I don't um, so. Yeah, I had to cancel <laughs> Austin and Nashville. Uh, and usually I hate doing that stuff. Um, it happens. But, uh, yeah, I, th I think this time I just don't care. That's where I'm at. I, I got I to gotta be home more. I'm going to pull back from touring so much, and I just got to be home, man. I got I should I, I should point Tigers out games. If, uh, you weren't with us can't last week. We did talk about this. Um, his daughter genuinely, his daughter was sick and had surgery. He put out like a tearful video canceling some of these dates. Um, so this is him following up on that. But it is like a genuine family. Like that sucked. Watching that video kind of sucked. I probably shouldn't have even played it. But it was like a sad thing. My bossy growing up, uh, baby girl. Uh, just i can't do it anymore i'm tired man i'm tired i'm freaking tired you know i've been hustling for over 12 years now not that i'm gonna stop doing the pods but as far as the the plane life and stuff like that i gotta i gotta chill out i can do spots in la i can do local socal norcal but going international or you know going across the the freaking united states ain't happening right now so i'm gonna take a break from that and just focus on family and uh do my thing man the East Coast is safe, everybody. We salute you, Brendan Schaub. <laughs> so, so I, this is what Brendan Brent talks about grinding for 12 years. This is what he should have been doing the last 12 years. Like, hey, that's cool that you got into the comedy store because of Rogan and everything. Work on stuff there. Maybe do some local gigs. Like, build your shit up. And then start touring. Like, Brendan's actually going in the opposite direction where... He got a Showtime special, and then he was playing like theaters and had this massive audience, and it slowly started to dwindle away into nothing to where now he's doing like local gigs. He's gone in the exact reverse order of how you're supposed to do it in comedy. Uh, I guess we're not going to get him at the Carlson, Mike. Bummer. Uh, That's a shame. You're right, though. You're right, though, because here's what happens. Marketing only takes you so far in stand-up. Right. Because you have to, when people are buying tickets and they show up to the show based on all this other stuff, whether or not they, he's ever been funny on a podcast or not, those podcasts did sell a lot of tickets. Yeah. Uh, the reputation sold a lot of tickets and people were disappointed. And as that yeah. dries up, you know, the only option you have left is do you want to travel all over the country for to get $2,000 for a show? for five shows at some club because i can't imagine he's getting big money anywhere at this point right no well we went we saw him me and craig and a bunch of the gearheads went and saw him at laugh boston uh -huh. which is like a 300 seat club 
Uh-huh. And I would say like there were like 12, 13 people with uh, with me. We were probably 10% of the audience, give or take. Okay, so less than half sold out. Yeah, roughly. And that was a Saturday night uh, early show. So that, that I, I, maybe he has some markets that are better than others. But he, he literally said he named his kid Boston because he loves Boston so much. And that was not a market that was moving a, a lot of units. So so I think this is a good break for Brendan. It's a rare moment of clarity that he had. It's sad that it had to come along with like a family circumstance that seems uh, seems like it's somewhat sorted out, at least for now. But, you know, it sucks that he had to go through that to get there. But maybe he's being a little more realistic about his ceiling. You know, like we played a couple weeks ago when he was on with Coach HP, him comparing himself to like Louis C.K. and Bill Burr and being like, well, those guys didn't break into their 40s. So I'm actually ahead of them. That's the delusional Brendan. This might be yeah. the more realistic Brendan where he's realizing, uh, you know, what is what is Max's? Yeah. You at some point, the business will tell you. Right. It's 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 not maybe not him realizing anything. It's just the business is like, hey, man, this isn't going to work. And that happens, you know, like right now, uh, I don't want to, I'm not shit talking. Please don't take this as shit talking. All right. But like kill Tony is one of the biggest shows in the country. Sure. And they're bringing on people who they, you know, they have as regulars, right. Who may have just gotten into comedy and they go on the show and they could write these great one minutes, like one minute sets. Yeah. yeah. Um, And they're getting serious representation off of, that Hans and Kim they, and guys like that, you mean? Yeah, yeah, they're good. Like Hans, I love. I think Hans is great. Uh, you could go with like, uh, we just had William Montgomery and David Lucas at our okay. club, and they sold a lot of tickets. But I would tell you this if I had to like pinpoint it on a lot of these guys, they maybe have 20 to 30 like solid minutes because they didn't take the time to really develop their material. And right. like, if Brendan had approached this as Hey, I do these great podcasts and spent that time workshopping and building up his fan base. Just that if he had not been doing stand up and putting out these terrible specials and all that shit and just comes to 2024 and goes, Hey, by the way, guys, I've been working on this. You guys know I do stand up. I'm going out on tour. Whole different world. Yeah. The, the comparison I always use is Sal Vulcano, who's stand up I haven't seen. I've seen a couple, like a, a story told on Ari Shafir's show, which was essentially stand up and stuff like that. But Sal could, like, w- through the Impractical Jokers, could have sold out theaters around the country right away, probably, yep. because that show's so popular. Mm-hmm. But he kind of like worked his way up in stand up, took time, just shot his first special um, that'll be out later this year, I assume. Uh, so like he kind of did it the right way, even though with his name, he could have been a lot bigger immediately in standup. Brendan left at the, and listen, if Showtime came knocking on my door and was like, Hey Mike, you, we know you've never done standup in your life, but we'd like to give you, you know, X number of dollars to do an hour. I'd be like, well, I guess I'm slapping an hour together. So I don't even necessarily blame him, but if you're thinking long term. It was the worst possible idea to 100%. do those specials. Yeah, I, I believe in uh, the Jeff Goldblum line from Jurassic Park very much. Just because you could, you never stop to think about whether or not you should. That's right. And that's the thing that people need to do, especially when they approach comedy. Because eventually, once all the money is squeezed out of you and audiences aren't showing up, the management isn't going to keep you. 
you have literally alienated your audience across the country. They went and saw you live. Do you think that that somehow adversely affects their mentality towards listening to your podcast still? Right. Yeah. So what I wanted to do today is uh, we watched this in its entirety a while back on Patreon. I think when it first came out, probably close to two years ago now. Um, and I wanted it with Vinny to analyze this and see if there were any uh, bright spots for the, because, you know, this is a pro Brendan Schaub podcast. I wanted to see if there's a path back for Brendan. So I wanted to look at his material and see where he can improve because he's taken my advice once, you know, he's downsizing. That's all, that's all because of my advice. He's finally started doing that. So I thought we could maybe give him a little more sage advice if we watch a little gringo poppy, which you've never seen before. Is that right, Vinny? I've never watched it on purpose. You were waiting <laughs> for this day. I, I knew one day <laughs> I would have this opportunity. So I'd be like, hey, you want to do a watch along on the shit? What sounds like the shittiest special ever recorded? <laughs> it's good to get some fresh eyes on this thing because, yeah. you know, we might be too close to it. So let's hear a little bit of uh, Gringo Poppy and see if there's any, uh, you know, a redemption arc that Brendan can have and stand up here. Yes, and before we do that, Line Mike, we have a line cutter. So we got to take the line cutters. Here we go. Oh, oh look oh, at that. God. Bob Levy for life. $50. Got to dabble oh, verse wow. through. Yes, yes, we, we got to get to it. So got to dabble verse through you, Mike. Mini fan, technically min mincel. I don't know what that means. Don't watch Minifan. that show. Minifan and oh. mincel. Oh, okay. Don't know what that is. <laughs> since day one of KMS on BS. Before that, stoolies since Milton days. Mike. Oh, wow. For for the sake of yours and Kirk's reputation, please stay clear. I can't agree with this. I'll read it. Please stay clear <laughs> of all things Joey C. Joey C is how oh. empires start to fall. Oh, we're already in business with Joey C, Bob Levy. He is hunting Tom Myers for us. Yeah, Joey C has always been nice to me, so I have no reason to, no, to agree he, with that statement. You know, he, He's right. I saw an artist's rendition of Constantine looked a lot like Joey C. <laughs> I don't know. They just crumbled right after he took over. <laughs> hey guys, you ever thought about moving the capital over to Turkey? <laughs> I like stuffing in my turkey. Talk about my kids like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive, baby. Here we go. Some gringo poppy. Oh, my first note. <laughs> Already, we've got my first note for Brendan. <laughs> maybe don't don't think of yourself as cool you know with the 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 flashy shoes that you wear and the hot outfits and the cool music that you have your guy right for you that's the first thing is come back self-deprecating talk about being the most mocked comedian maybe in the history of comedy when you think of the generation he came up in because back in the day if there was some hack uh, a guy who, you know, made his name somewhere else and got on comedy stages and just bombed. You never really hear about it even because there wasn't the internet to, uh, to gossip about it. Brendan may be the most mocked stand-up in comedy history. That's fodder for an hour. Like that's, that's one man show worthy if he wants to come back and do that. So don't, don't be cool when you come back. That's my first note listening to the first one second of this clip. Well, I like how the intro kind of looks like the opening of this show. Wait a second. <laughs> it's just a big head, a spinning head with effects around it. So now, hold on a second. I'm just saying, I, don't I do think of myself as cool. pretty cool. <laughs> don't, don't try to be too cool, guys. All right. That's a fair point. 
this? What's on your head? You're just talking about his outfit. You're wearing part of it. Here we go. Did I leave had this much of the fucking intro in? Jesus Christ. No, I'm doing it. This is for other people. This is for people with working retinas. Here we go. Okay. This one is called Opener. Thank you. What's up, Dallas? Look at you guys. I'm not used to this. Dallas is a little different. There are some ladies in the crowd tonight. Okay, Vinny, this is something I want to keep an eye on. That cadence <laughs> is a nervous tick that he has throughout this entire, spe entire special. Yeah. Where he's like, this is different. We're in Dallas tonight. Like, I don't know why he talks like that. I think it's a nervous thing, but it's constant. It's one of those things where he thinks it's cute and is making himself endearing. Oh, you yeah. guys, we're all together, aren't we? It's, it's like MC style bullshit, to be honest it's, with you. It's the voice, there's a Dalia tutelage there where the inflection, like Dalia's whole act is inflection. Saying something, saying something crazy. Like he's he's literally a poor man's Pauly Shore, Chris Dalia. So I think that's some of that rubbed off on Brendan here. That. My demo, 18 to 36 bros. That's that's what I specialize in. It's a real cock fest usually at these things. <laughs> I don't mind it though, I'm the bro whisperer. That's what they call me. <laughs> Are we vaccinated up in here, Dallas? Everybody vaccinated? <laughs> Great segue. Dicey, dicey. <laughs> we're like a minute, there, he doesn't have an opener plan. <laughs> He put this special out, and he like wasn't ready for it to start. It's crazy. <laughs> I love you, Texas. That's how it is. I love it. I love it. He's There's always one guy. No settled. fucking way, bro. <laughs> that needle's not touching this fucking temple, daddy. As he says, he's taking a nacho, dipping in nacho cheese. For <laughs> oh, my bad, Mr. Whole Foods, my bad. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to do, man. I was... So I guess, I, guess, I guess he opens with crowd work, which seems like an odd like he doesn't have a material written it almost seemed like they were like hey brendan get out there we're shooting a half an hour special for you and he's like oh fuck well his his actual material he did sprinkle in a little bit there yes he and did. the rest of it was just awkward and not natural it was just weird my biggest tell when you could tell somebody is nervous is when they're laughing at themselves sure because they're trying to buy time and make and make the audience Trick the audience into thinking something funny is happening. Like, hey, this is Correct. funny, right, guys? It's a head game. It's a head game, but it's also a nervous towel. So sure. I hate it. It's my number one thing that I cannot stand when I see people do on stage is laugh at their own shit. And there, there's Especially a lot when of it's not uh, jokes. There's a lot of uh, vaccine talk. I tried to get rid of most of it, but it does. It's a 25 minute special, and there's like. I don't know. The vaccine is referenced in about 17 minutes of it. So it's a lot of COVID and vaccine stuff. Can I give you my first thought? 
Did, did the ghost of George Carlin warm up this crowd? What is with this crowd? Are they in Special K? Like, these jokes are funny, but they're reacting like... That's my first reaction, is the crowd. Not him. I've seen bad comics before, but what is with this crowd? It's it's what's interesting. It's the, the main reason I wanted to go to a Brendan Schaub show is to kind of observe the audience and see what it was. And basically, it's not people that are... Like, if you go to any of the people that I... Like, Ari Shafir, the, I went to the other night, or like Dan Soder, or a lot of these guys. It's comedy fans in the audience. Like, we were talking to a couple next to us, and they were like, oh, I, yeah, I found Ari because of uh, this podcast and that podcast that he did. Like, they like a lot of respected comedians, whereas people that are at a Brendan Schaub show are generally like, I thought he was cool when I saw him on Rogan, I guess. It's not because you think he's funny. It's because you like something that he represents. Maybe you're into MMA or whatever it is about him that spoke to you. You like that he still calls people gay or something like that. May I throw in another option as to Please. why this particular crowd is the way that they are? Please. I'm guessing because it's because he was filming his special and he filled the place with friends and family and people who would like him. That's possible. Or... That's, that's possible. or or they went out and cattle called people off the street and said, come on in, come, we need to fill up this room. And then they went out and they had somebody open the show and say, hey, we're filming a special. And the way we'll know if this is true is we'll see how this audience is at the end of it. Because it's really oh. easy to have a hot audience up front, especially when you have somebody who opens for you that does a good job, that yeah. gets the crowd ready. Hey, guys, we got to be hot. We're filming a special. So it doesn't surprise me that when he comes out, everybody's into it. The well, question there's a is going to be where are they in 20 minutes. There's a doozy of a closer that we're working our way towards. But yeah, that's the other thing I should note for anyone that doesn't know. This is a 25-minute special. What? So that's one area Brendan was smart where he's <laughs> like, on, I'm not writing another fucking hour. <laughs> I'll tell you that. This uh, is a 20-minute special? I've had longer shits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, don't worry, man. Vinny. The, the audience won't be that exhausted by the time they get to the end. They don't well, even get their beer out. yet. <laughs> I had no idea this was 25 minutes. That's really funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like a Comedy Central half hour. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. This one's titled Another Lockdown. Oh, I see. I was bashing I was bashing Brendan's. I thought that was his intro song, the Thick Boy Nate. I thought that's what you were playing originally. Oh, that's so good. You thought it was his. Every time. Yes. Yes, it's ours. I was like, what kind of douchebag would present this? <laughs> Us. Me. Specifically me. <laughs> I'm not locking this back down. I can't go through another lockdown. Straight up. My, the shop household barely made it through the last one. We eat our way out of that last one. We did not do well with it. Also, Dallas, my lockdown's different. I got a five-year-old and two-year-old. Parents know what I'm talking about. I would rather do anything else than be locked down with those fucking demons 24-7. Now, that's an interesting observation. I don't know if anyone pointed that, that out during the pandemic. Uh, but parents, Vinny, you don't have children, do you? <laughs> no, thank God. Well, well, you guys like you and I wouldn't know. Parents, yeah. was the lockdown was probably even more infuriating because they were locked up with their little rugrats. Isn't that it's, an interesting observation? It, it's a refreshing <laughs> take. It's a real <laughs> it is. Yeah, I thought take. so. <laughs> This is okay. If we're if we're keeping this as a segment like notes to Brendan, you're a unique guy. You were a UFC fighter that turned stand up. You you got into UFC by winning a reality show, <laughs> and now you're a, a comic that's really been through the ringer career wise. You've dealt with it all. Talk about yourself in that way. Don't be like, isn't being a parent nutty? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no griefs, no nuts. <laughs> 
Let's give it a Seinfeld routine. There's, this should We're not, not have been released. Down. This should, there's just no reason up. for this. Well, yeah, it's, it's, what's interesting is he went through, you'd be surprised the Showtime special. And like I said, maybe they threw a bag of money at him and like, it was tough to refuse that, that early in comedy. Uh, Rogan advised him not to do it and he didn't listen. What's interesting is releasing the second special when he's like, okay, now I'm ready and it'll (laughs) only be 25 minutes. So there's no way it could be that bad. Well, wrong, but (laughs) That, that is how a moron would delude themselves into thinking <laughs> right? because there's so many things about this that are just wrong for a special and anything that is any material that isn't really evergreen. I wouldn't recommend putting out as a special. Like, no, a lot because, of people, did, to be fair, a lot of people did lo- like even guys I like talk, mentioned the vaccine or the lockdown. It was such a big thing that I guess people felt like they had to. But well, I everybody's lives it, paused for it really dated. It really dates the special when I went back and watched it. Yeah. And that that's the problem with this. Like we're watching this a couple years out as well. And he's wildly unfunny. So this whole thing is unwatchable to me. <laughs> well, it's, like a, <laughs> it's like a child's thing behind him. Like they, they make a scene for us behind you. And it's like made by children with construction paper and, and crayons. It's, what is that? His kids it's did a, it during the pandemic. The, the Carlson looks better than that, right? That, that's that's a joke, right? I, okay. Yeah, we're fucked. She was fighting with me. Fucking like, Nina Fauci, Nina Delta, Nina Mass, Nina. What are we gonna do? Nina, Nina, see myself. Oh my God, my life would be so much easier if I was just gay as shit. <laughs> if I was locked down with the bros, Dallas. Quarantine with the homies? You know how much more fun we would have? Oh my God, dude. We'd like play video games all day. We'd work out. At night, we'd fuck each other. (laughs) This guy was all, what the fuck? No. I I thought we were gonna play video games, bro. (laughs) Sorry, man. I, I literally watched the other day. I literally watched an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, where this premise was brought. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then one brother hug himself. Oh, sorry, sorry. Like the idea. Like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be more fun if your boy if you could have sex with your boys because you could play video games all day and watch sports and then crank each other off. I've heard that premise before, but Brendan has a very unique way of ham-handedly just getting right to, we could fuck each other. (laughs) You know? We could butt-fuck one another. What's amazing is, like, just the thought of the structure of that little chunk we just watched is so bad on so many levels. Because what you try to teach people is, what you try to, like, do is bring people and lead them to the punch, to the big punch. And the, the big punch on that whole setup was, at night we fuck each other. Yes. That's, that's wow. the thing. Is he? There are no punchlines in this, this special. Is, it's all setup, man. It's just all words that are nothing. And him laughing at them. Yeah, it's a lot of premises and generally unoriginal ones, which is, again, why I'm saying, like, Brendan, talk about the unique things in your life. I get that you're a father, but that's not inherently funny. So try and find a unique way to approach that, you know? You'll never believe this, guys, but my kids were annoying. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, Louis C.K. covered it. You hate your kids. We got We understand.
And Blind Mike, you're missing a very funny element to this. Vinny is watching this like he like he's watching gay porn in front of him. He, the shocked face on these jokes is hilarious. No, no, you're I, missing I, that. No, no, no. I'm not hard right now. Okay, so Vinny's see, masturbating. Let's get back to Brent. This is Mike. This is if I saw this on our stage in the back room, I would be like nudging people going like, are you fucking watching this? I, <laughs> and he's running out to the stage. Stop. <laughs> I don't teach comedy. Hold on. Yed Zed in the chat. Absolutely not. Never claim to teach comedy. Oh, I'd like to go to a uh, Paulino comedy school. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, here we go. I love that. No, fuck. No, I'm not into that, dude. I'm not. I don't want to be locked down with you anymore. I just, <laughs> what are you going to do, bro? You're bored. <laughs> are you sticking with <laughs> One can dream, Dallas. One can Stop dream. Stop laughing at yourself. There's no, it's, he's tagging it with nothing. <laughs> Stop fucking laughing at yourself. God it reminds damn it. In music, they uh, in the seventies, these French people made a bunch of um, songs that sounded like English songs, but they were just gibberish. That's what the, this is comedy gibberish. It's this like it, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's pretending to be a comedian. That's yeah. what this is. Well, I don't think so. Brendan is like a hard worker. If you look at the amount of shit he does, he has fifteen different shows and travels and does UFC, all, all that kind of shit that he does. Like he's not a lazy guy. But I don't think he writes because I just remembered like um, at Skankfest, he did Jeremiah Watkins stand up on the spot. And it's probably the closest thing he's done to being endearing where he talks about like it's the, the premise of the show is people just yell out subjects and you're supposed to riff on them. Yeah, and someone yelled out Reddit and Brennan goes, "Ooh, I don't go there. They, they, they scare me. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because he talked about some of those issues he's had with like social media and stuff. But what you realize in there is like, oh, Brendan, like off the cuff, isn't a naturally funny guy. But then when I'm watching this clip, I realize I don't think he's writing this. I think this is him just going off the top of his head, kind of. Like he might have if general premises, did, but. I hope you're right. I do hope you're right here, because if he did write this, if there's like a Word document somewhere on a computer, it <laughs> <laughs> just says. Oh, they fuck each other at night, huh? Oh, they get bored. Oh, break for, no, break you for get bored. Pause <laughs> for laughter. Fucking retarded if he did. God damn it. This, this next one is called Mexican wine. Uh, oh, I, 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 that's a typo there. Mexican wife. So no. he finds <laughs> this. It's, it's, a, it's a premise. It's a Thick premise. Boy, hell. To, give you a, to give you a little feel here. It's a premise that Rob Schneider deemed sitcom worthy. <laughs> the idea of a white man having a Mexican wife. So let's see how Brendan puts his twist on this. I married a Mexican, y'all. I married a Mexican. I thought you would like that. Listen. <laughs> listen, that listen. I thought you guys would enjoy He finds it. himself listen, very Dallas, funny. You're right, Dallas. Dallas. I don't mean like Taco Bell Mexican. No, 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 no. I'm talking Guadalajara. <laughs> Born and raised. Came to the States 10 years ago. Illegally Mexican. <laughs> the real deal, Holyfield, y'all. This shit is. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I did a lot of white girls, big titties and flat asses before her. It just never worked oh. out for me. It just would never work out. And I don't forget this. One of my boys goes, dude, dude, Papi, what are you doing? This is, you, know what, you know what this is? I'm realizing this would have been like, a white guy doing this on Def Jam in the 90s might have killed. You know what I mean? Like a white guy going out onto the Def Jam stage yeah. and being like, I'm used to dating white girls with flat asses. People would be like, oh, shit, boy, you didn't. Like that's that's maybe the era he's pulling from because he's talking about stereotypes in a way that they haven't really been thought of in a while, you know? He's not saying anything other than I married someone who's really, 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 really Mexican. Yes. Yeah. She's extremely Mexican, not like Taco Bell, you understand. So the writing here is so infuriating because it's just again set up set up set up set up i get it she's mexican there like if you were doing this properly there would be rule of threes here there would be uh a joke a joke a joke about how well how mexican is she to joke to joke to joke he's right. just set up set up set up well didn't you hear the guadalajara thing that was funny <laughs> but no. i'm gonna need you to pay attention you can't analyze this if you're not if you're missing all these zingers he's peppering in here yeah, you've got, you, you got your feet up on the desk, don't you? You're not even bothering. <laughs> no, what you're missing is I'm actually having a stroke. I'm sorry. This is this is punishment level. We're, we're, we've reached creep off punishment level for Vinny. <laughs> wait, wait till we uh, get to the closer, because Vinny, I, I'm going to warn you now. It's seven minutes long. I'm thankfully retired, so we can't put go to a Brendan Schaub show on the wheel. <laughs> Yeah, bro, you know why? Because they're fun and they're spicy. No doubt, definitely spicy. Girl spicy, right? Girl spicy. You know what spicy means? They're assholes. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Dude, but well, when we okay, first got right together, there. She was cooking another off. another note for Mr. Shop. Don't say, like, sorry, man. Like, hey, it's crazy how edgy I just was when you said one of the tamest things of the evening so far. You know, like, hey, what? they're assholes. There's not, again, not really a punchline. Just saying that it means you're an asshole if someone says you're spicy. And then he's like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I just, I call him as I see him, you know? So here's how that joke got into the act. He said that to his friends somewhere at some point and they kind of laughed so that's going in the act <laughs> oh that's yeah oh, that's true no i guess that is another way of saying that that's true that's interesting yeah authentic mexican food seven nights a week i'm not used to this i was like what fajitas every wednesday fuck yeah <laughs> no dumbass not fajitas every wednesday real mexican dishes y'all real shit from the motherland i'm talking Huevos Rancheros. <laughs> I forgot about this one. Carne <laughs> Pico de Cayo. <laughs> and my favorite. Vinny, I don't hear you laughing. Were you laughing at how you Pico de his, his, his head is in his hands. He's home aloneing it. Vinny, what's wrong? Is your, are your well, headphones not working? No, no, they're, they're working. That's the problem. That is what's wrong. Um, Okay, you know how I just said rule of threes? This guy is doing it wrong. <laughs> He's doing it so wrong. Speak of the guy. Naming, listing Mexican dishes are not punchlines. No, no. <laughs> you're, no, you're not listening, Vinny. Listen I am, how he no, said I am listening, Mike. He, he didn't say pico de gallo. He said <laughs> pico de gallo. That's funny. 
I'm, I want to fight him. I'm not going to lie. That's a funny way of saying you'll, you'll lose that one. Uh, that's the thing. You're going to lose. <laughs> He's got you there. <laughs> I don't care, though. Every- I just want to. This is. This is open mic shit, dude. This is. This is. That's an open mic joke. That's somebody guy? doing comedy for six months. <laughs> joke. What? I, I'm focusing on Pico de Gallo. Did you hear how he said huevos rancheros? <laughs> that was unconventional, unconventional pronunciation. Oh, it was authentic and spicy. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know what? Vinny's point of fighting him made, reminded me of another idea. Like at Skankfest, what Luis J. Gomez wanted to do was have put Brendan in some sort of like padding uh-huh. and have um, uh, a bunch of fans like find people that would admit they were reddit trolls basically and have them go up against brendan schaub and just like attack him and see if he could how many he could fight off something like that would have been a funny idea but brendan doesn't utilize that aspect of him he thinks of himself as like a cool guy that wouldn't participate in bits like that you know um does he take criticism well i don't think so no i think i do think he's gotten maybe a little better but i don't think so no okay yeah he just doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who has a sense of humor about himself at all even though he's up there pretending to be laughing every joke that he's done has been at the expense that i've seen so far has been at the expense of his wife or at his children it was There's very funny that... the first time we broke this down it was at a time where he was getting caught like messaging girls and all kinds of stuff and i was like boy it's surprising he would put out this scathing a review of his wife during this turbulent time in his marriage. Every night, though, every night, seven years later, every fucking night, I know I look Latin, there's gonna know who I am. She's like, honey, what the fuck is happening right now? Is he not a Puerto Rican shortstop for the Dodgers? What the fuck's happening? <laughs> Dude, I did that 23 and me. I did that shit. You spin the cup, you mail your DNA in. I did that. They sent me to drive mayonnaise back. I am white as shit, Dallas. Yeah. I don't think I don't. I've never used twenty three and me. I don't think they use like symbolism, do they? Uh, what do they no. say? What do they say? What do they send a really black guy? <laughs> Go ahead, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, they just sent me back a picture of a jar of mayonnaise. Waka waka. Good stuff, Brendan. That's how white he is. Bitch, I need a fucking tater tot once a week. <laughs> Would a fucking hot pocket kill you every now and then? <laughs> every time dinner would come, I'm like, oh, does she really think beans go with every goddamn meal? She's serious? <laughs> she for reals? Every time dinner would come, like, does it ever occur to her? Maybe Brendan's not trying to shit his pants tonight. How about that? <laughs> Fuck. All right, that was that joke's fine. That joke oh, is like fine. No, that joke is the best joke he's done so far. It's like, my wife makes all this stuff, and like maybe it'd be nice if one time she'd think maybe he doesn't want to shit himself tonight. That's yeah. not the worst joke I've ever heard. So I, Mexican w- food makes you shit your pants. I never thought of yeah. that. It was I, a punchline. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it was the, that was the closest thing. We got thing there. To, that was the closest thing to something I found acceptable. And I'll, Okay. I'll, all right, so know, he's improving as, as he goes along. See, I think you're going <laughs> to like this more. The more we listen to it, I think the more you're going to enjoy it, Vinny. He's, he's building the parachute on the way down, Vinny. Come on. <laughs> Every time dinner would come, my asshole would go like this. Fuck, bro! Fuck, bro! We're dying down here, Bobby! It's so spicy, bro! (laughs) There it goes. It was really spicy. It was spicy stuff. (laughs) There goes all the goodwill he just built up with me. (laughs) 
right out his asshole. I like that food. Great. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Up next, diet. Did yeah, he just so... do a whole thing about his diet? Did I just watch that? Oh, well, we're getting into it because this is, again, th- th- this is the reality versus Brendan's perception of things where he thinks, oh, okay, I'll be self-deprecating. This is how I'll do it. He forgets everyone knows who he is and why he's famous. So it's hard to get away with this form of self-deprecation because I don't think it's necessarily honest. I got so thick in the pandemic, I, uh, I decided to go on a keto diet. If you know what keto is, keto is a diet where you can't eat Mexican food. That's the diet. <laughs> Is that even it's a pretty joke? easy to stick to, man. Just don't touch a fucking tortilla. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here's my problem, though. Here's my problem. Every Friday, my mother-in-law cooks my favorite Mexican food at my house. She has her own house, but does that mine. It makes no sense. <laughs> so before I started this keto diet, I went up to my girl. I go, hey, you know I love your mom? Her food, best in the world. It's my favorite. That's why I'm so fucking fat. Listen, do me a okay, favor. So though. that is the male equivalent of like a hot girl being like guys aren't i so fat like oh my god i just can't if i have ice cream it goes straight to my hips that's what brendan's doing where it's like he's a very in shape man trying to say to an audience where ideally his audience would be comedy nerds that are built built like me and Vinny. if you're going to be very successful in comedy that's who a lot of your audience is that's his mma audience too but i just i need to point out here you're right that's exactly what i was thinking there he said i just kept hearing him go like oh do i look fat i don't look fat do i guys oh you're so nice like he's just trying to fish for shit from this crowd guys i was really bad today and i had oreos oh my god (laughs) i was feeling naughty so i had some of my mother-in-law's chili here's the problem and here's where i think brendan can be different than uh lol cows like stuttering john or opie or people like that stutter you will never hear stuttering john make fun of his own intelligence he may flippantly say like oh i don't know technology or i'm a moron but if there's any real meaning behind it he will never question his own intelligence he thinks he's a genius he thinks right. he has a 165 iq opie's the same way where he thinks he's really smart yeah. brendan's flaw is that he's a dummy He's a meathead. And that's, it's funny. Like, I, I'm not saying he's dumber than me. It's just that that would be a characteristic that stands out. If Brendan can make fun of his own intelligence, that's something you should be self-deprecating about. Not that he's fat. Because no one, even me, I can't look at Brendan and be like, what a tub of shit this guy is. Yeah. No one's thinking that. <laughs> so there's this thing about being self-deprecating that people confuse. And when you're doing it and it's like a natural thing and it's something that's obvious and you're being a good sport about it and you're laughing about yourself, it's endearing when you're cramming, darn, I a fat asshole. Yeah. Right. It just turns everybody off. And what he did was take everybody's mind out of what he was actually saying. Oh, good point. Where you're thinking like, you're not fat. What are you talking right. about? <laughs> you're, you're, there was no reason to put that in there because it distracted away from what he was saying next because yeah. you're literally inviting everybody's mind to wander. You're a world-class fighter. Bad. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> There's a lot of rookie shit in here, guys. There's a lot of rookie well, shit. Well, that's why it's good he's taking a break. We're giving him pointers here. Vinny Paulino's yeah. comedy class is in session. Yeah. I don't want to be tempted. I don't want in the house. Do me a favor. Tell your mom I'm on keto. Can you do that? She goes, 
don't you tell her? She speaks English and went, but she doesn't though, but she doesn't. <laughs> you keep saying that and she clearly fucking doesn't. Do me a solid Boy, a tell her I'm fucking laugh. keto, okay? Eight weeks goes by, your boy hasn't touched a fucking tortilla. Nothing. I walked in the house last Friday. Show enough, there's a fucking fiesta! My favorite food. You know how, like, Theo Vaughn can't bring down cocaine? Okay. This is a... Oh, crazy. I just hated that. <laughs> wow. This is a crutch that he uses beautifully. This is like if I were doing stand-up and was like, guys, who here likes Kirk Minahan? Anybody? <laughs> it's like, well, they're going to applaud because that's what they know you're from. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I kind of hate this audience for going with that. I really do. Thank you. Finally on my team. This audience is the real evil. He hey, you guys, know, you guys know a good comedian? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Hey guys, I'm going to start listing people you wish were here right now. How about Theo Vaughn, huh? Our Bud Dwyer? Our Bud Dwyer? <laughs> You're not allowed to make that reference here. Man. I just did. You know how, like, he struggles with cocaine? Like, if there was cocaine on the table right now, he'd fucking snort it from right field. You feel me? Yeah. And that God makes me him. wonder, like what would it be like if Sam Kinison were here? Huh, guys? He got pretty rowdy. <laughs> that fucking dude. That's I am with fucking Pozole. I see it, dude. I will fucking take it to the snout. I can't be around it. I see it, I eat it. So I walked in, I go, Mama, Mama, you know I love Mama, what are you doing? I know you know, I'm on keto. I know, I know you know, somebody told you I'm on keto. She goes, mijo, mijo, bueno, andale, andale, mijo, mijo. Cabron, cabron, look, cabron, cabron, cabron. <laughs> She grabs this tray, she goes, Cabron, Cabron, look, taquitos. It's keto, bitch. Ah. I, I'll tell ah. you what's funny there, because it seems like Vinny's not getting it. I'm not hearing the howling. <laughs> oh, no, no. I just assumed the punchline a minute ago. So, sorry. <laughs> if I could explain. Spanish, you understand, is a different language than what you and I speak. We speak English. <laughs> Spanish sure. is totally different. They have all kinds of silly words and wacky sounds that they make with their mouths. It's a whole different thing really you like get how, it do now? They, how do they say things like no <laughs> please stop <laughs> well no they say andale andale as you heard another one of the wacky oh. words they say <laughs> got it cabron a different language yes. it's gonna stay thick y'all it's my dna oh, that, so this is that this is um uh, a continuation of what we just heard, I guess, where he's going to point out there are some differences, subtle perhaps, but if a mind like Brendan Schaub gets a hold of him, watch out. Oh, the other thing you should know about Dana Mexican, nobody told me this. There's me flaming hot Cheetos all over your house. <laughs> they love them. They love them. It's like catnip for Mexicans. They love them. <laughs> I'm the only person in my house who don't speak Spanish. I feel like a refugee in my own goddamn house. <laughs> my white friends learned a Latino before go, dude, just fucking learn Spanish. Put a little effort in, learn Spanish. How hard can it be? I'm all, bitch, I am 38. Whoa, I struggle I like the way you said that. <laughs> I'm 38. That's, a, that's basically a punchline, right? Vinny, you'll give him that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I won't. And I'll also add, he doesn't even bother to learn how to do stand-up. He's not going to learn Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is interesting because my girlfriend's family is from a foreign land. Uh, they don't speak great English. So a lot of what they talk around me is Albanian. So I'll probably be able to relate to this a lot better than some of the other stuff. <laughs> you know what it feels like to my five-year-old son roll up on his bike and talk shit to me in Spanish? You know what that feels like? As a father, you know what that feels like? I don't have a clue what he's talking about. I don't have a clue. I thought puto meant dude for the longest time. I dropped him off at school last week. I was all, later, Puto! <laughs> oh, boo. Teacher's boo. like, what the fuck? I'm all, Puto, Wait, well, Vinny, Puto. It doesn't mean that. Don't you get it? <laughs> it means something other than what he thought it meant. Don't you see the humor? Yeah, I got it. It's weird. I've got to be Vinny's eyes on this one. I've got to leave him. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, what, you, what I hated about that, Mike... Was yes. he did the act out where he just walks across the stage waving, bye puta, and he's like walking across the stage as he does it, and it was just uh, <laughs> you feel like you were there is what you're saying. I guess yeah, it really put me in the moment. <laughs> yeah, puto. <laughs> Mexican culture up next. Oh God, this. Mexican. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear this dickhead's thoughts on Mexican culture. Like this is like, listen, like I said, my girlfriend's from a. The reason the subject of this podcast isn't the fact that I live with someone who's from a different culture is because I don't think it's that interesting. Right. You know, America's a melting pot. There's a lot of that going on out there. I don't think just because you married someone who's not the same ethnicity as you, it's not inherently funny. You know. See and. The, the problem is it can be sure it can be if you take the time to mine out the funny everything this man is doing is walking up to a premise that we've all heard a million times not delivering a punchline and moving on to the next premise that but you already can, know i here's here's what i'll always say to defend brennan Shaw is what you just said is exactly right and it's how you could describe 98% of young comedians. Yeah. Which Brendan technically, like now he's been doing stand up for close to 10 years, I think, if not 10. Um, so that's still somewhat early in his career. Like guys who pop when they're young, like Tim Dillon and Shane Gillis were relatively young when they got famous. They were like 13 years into comedy. So that's still like a small number. It's just the fact that we've seen all of his growing pains which is why we're doing this to help brendan again i think he's gonna come back recharged and shed of all of this terrible if, skin that he's got if this motherfucker did this set at the comedy store at 1 30 in the morning no one would give a shit and he would right. still have a career right. he put this right. out there guys he put right. this out there so that's his fault that we're making fun of it because oh, yeah, that's, I should that's never something be watching I, this that's something i should say too is like we get comments a lot on here uh, particularly lately, I've noticed with Brendan Schaub stuff, we'll get comments where it's like, oh, these nobodies are making fun of a guy who actually made a career for himself. Absolutely. Brendan Schaub's way more successful than I am. But he's putting this on the internet. So just like, you know, fucking Stephen A. Smith is allowed to criticize athletes, even though he's never played in the NBA or the NFL. I think we're allowed to look at this and be like, well, that doesn't 
I don't know if this warrants two million views on YouTube. That's a little odd. I agree. I agree that well, unless unless this was labeled worst comedy set ever and got two million views and it was natural <laughs> and organic like this right. show's growth, right. that I would go for it. But for what it is, no, it, it it's pretty crazy. Actually, you know what, Hackrat is the ne- what's the next clip after Mexican culture? Is it the closer? Uh, no, but we can uh, move forward can if we, you like. Can we just skip ahead to that? Because I think we've gotten the gist. And I really uh, this... want Vinny to hear this clo- how this special ends. Uh, right around here. Is that a pain in the ass for you? Yeah, I mean, we'll get close to it. So it might not be perfect. But, I mean, it's so long, who cares? Yeah. Home field advantage. <laughs> oh, God, we still got one more. All right. This one's called Mexican Cookie. Recently, moved oh, you house, know, this one's know. worth it, actually. I, I think Vinny's, this one I think Vinny's going to like. Oh, good, good. I could really <laughs> use a palate cleanse. Because uh, the, these, these Mexicans, let me tell you something about these Mexicans. Not only is their language different, but a lot of their food <laughs> isn't quite the same as what we eat here. And Brennan's going to kind of skewer that idea. Whenever you move in a new house, it's always weird, but it's even weirder in the middle of a pandemic. So we move in a new house. My girl goes, Papi, Papi, I've seen the neighbors. They're pretty old. They're pretty, let's play it safe. They're probably COVID conscious. Why don't you just go over and induce yourself, right? I'll bake some Mexican cookies. And you go over there. I'm like, what the fuck's Mexican cookie? What are you talking about? It's like a chocolate chip with salsa all over it. What are you talking about? What are you... <laughs> oh, I think that's a terrible idea. Just, I'll take it. Can you go back a little, Brent? Uh, Hack right? I think someone booed. <laughs> oh, when you hear, when you hear DJ <laughs> Electrify groan, oh, you know it's bad. <laughs> it was his wife who was in the audience. <laughs> chocolate chip with salsa. Oh, God, that's so bad. Here, let me go back. I moved in a house recently, moved in a new house in L.A. Whenever you move in a new house, it's always weird, but it's even weirder in the middle of a pandemic. So we move in a new house. My girl goes, Papi, Papi, I've seen the neighbors. They're pretty old. They're pretty, let's play it safe. They're probably COVID conscious. Why don't you just go over and induce yourself, right? I'll bake some Mexican cookies, and you go over there. I'm like, what the fuck's Mexican cookie? What are you talking about? It's like a chocolate chip with salsa all over it? What are you talking about? What are you... I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Just, I'll take it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> The audience, and I think that one guy, he got like a big laugh at the end of one guy that has to be kind of like us, where he's just like, holy shit. The, f- <laughs> the fever broke for that one. He's like, what am I doing here? Mexican I cookie. I'm astounded that this is not all met with silence. I am astounded. But um, that joke is terrible. And the worst part of it to me is the setup. The setup was so bad. We moved into a new neighborhood. Uh, my wife looked around at the neighbors. She said, oh, they look pretty old. They might be COVID conscious. Maybe you should, I'll make them Mexican cookies to go over. There's so many beats in that that are unnecessary. <laughs> There's so many parts of that setup that are un- just no reason to be in there. All to get to the idea that there's no way Mexicans eat regular cookies. It's just not yeah. possible. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a food item without salsa on it. You understand <laughs> They eat things uh, like guacamole. Pico <laughs> <Bigo> the guy. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> Time for the closer, baby. All right, Vinny, buckle in. Because okay. this one, this one, I think it's going to take us on a highway to the danger zone. And we're in for a lot of hijinks and hilarity. Mike, that's a terrible idea. Just, I'll take it. I'll figure it out. 
So first night in the new house, everything's all good, man. Everything's all good. Kids fall asleep, girl fall asleep, I fall asleep, all good. 3 a.m. on the dot, I'm woken up to, I'm like, what the fuck is howling outside? Whatever. Next day, I install the security stuff, cameras, the ring stuff, all that, all that stuff, the doorbell, all the ring security stuff, all good. Fall asleep that night. Kids asleep, girls asleep, I fall asleep. 3 a.m. on the goddamn dot, I'm woken up again. I'm like, there's a goddamn gargoyle outside my window, dude. <laughs> what I know about this Ring app, you download the app, there's an entire community of people just snitching on each other. Hold on, isn't that wrong? The Ring, I, Ring doorbell is like the cameras that go at your front so door, right? They are, but they, there's a thing called Neighbors app, which is people... Terrible. Yeah, right. people are, yeah, are like, ratting yeah. on each other. But I believe, because I have a Ring doorbell... I believe there is a section on the app that does the same thing. Okay. All right. I'll I let think it that there is. I think right. that there right. is, to be All fair. Right. Nice job, Brendan. You got me. No, it's no. It's like the 69 made this happen. It's <laughs> fantastic. I scroll. Listen, dude. I scroll that app for hours looking for real crime. I'm like, come on, dude. Somebody fucking kill somebody, for God's sakes. You know how much first 48 I watch? I'm like, we got 48 hours, bro. Let's get going here, man. <laughs> what I didn't know is you can narrow it down to your hood. Finish you can narrow it down right to your neighborhood. It's dope. Oh, you look, oh, you, know, you want him to finish, man? No, we, I'm just saying. We've like, got a ways to go, my friend. He's an edge lord. <laughs> We're nowhere near done with the setup yet. <laughs> it just wants to be over. You right think, down. So I, Vinny, I've heard you guys on uh, WATP play Guess the Punchline with Tom Myers before. Yeah. We're nowhere near where we would stop if we were playing that game. <laughs> yeah, I got so far. I got gargoyle. I got forty-eight hours. Where's the crime? He's looking at his phone. He's got mountain lion. Mountain lion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever he said. It's outside. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, let's see what's popping this new neighborhood of mine. <laughs> Two doors down, Jerry goes, "Hey, man." This mountain lion ate my goddamn dogs. Somebody needs to do something. Jesus Christ. I'm like, that is not good. That's true. He makes a good point. Diane, right next door to me, goes, yeah, I used to be the fucking cat lady. Not anymore. That mountain lion ripped my goddamn cat's head off and ate all of them. My kids saw it from the window. We can't sleep at night. Somebody needs to do something. Like, this is not good. Then it David, you just pointed that out a moment David ago. Goes, I yeah. thought, <laughs> yeah, definitely not getting any better, is it? He didn't even, he didn't even think to say something different for the second one. <laughs> so unbelievable. This is not good, and after the second one, it was still not good. <laughs> I was like, not good, still, still. Now, what I that Pull if he were doing a real like Andy Kaufman esque character, the punchline would be: I read a third one. And I thought to myself, that's not good. Good night, everybody. <laughs> just walks off. <laughs> the same mountain lion stole my Amazon package. I'm all... <laughs> all right, dude. <laughs> but that gives me the idea. I'm like, ooh, I know how I'm going to introduce myself to the new neighbors. I'm going to take care of this little kitty problem for them. That's what I'm going to do. This is going to be easy work. But I need to buy a gun. I need to go buy a gun. I've never, listen, Dallas, I've never owned a gun, never shot a gun, played Call of Duty twice, I'll figure it out. 
So I go into my local LA gun store. Again, I've never bought a gun. I got so hustled in there. (laughs) I got so bamboozled, dude. Listen, I've never shot a gun. I walked out with an AR-15. Has Brendan ever used a gun? What's he buying a gun for? If he's, you think that maybe they thought he was a sucker at the gun shop? (laughs) I it sounds like Brendan is an expert marksman. No, I haven't been able to figure out. Like the red laser thing on top of it. I walked out with the Zero Dark Thirty Navy Seal night vision helmet. What? I never used a gun, but he's an expert in I was bombing. Like, Dude, Nineteen Hello, grand folks. for all this? Hell yeah, bro! <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's a steal, bro. <laughs> No, I'll wear it out. No, I can see everything, dude. That cat's fucked, bro. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. And I'll let you know, man. Yeah, thank you. Dude, killer deal. <laughs> so I get home. I'm Listen, I've never owned a gun. I'm hyped up. I'm loaning the gun. I got my fucking... We know you haven't like, used a gun before, Brendan. <laughs> we no, dude. In my head, I'm like, right, this is this. I'm envisioning this, right? That cat shows up at 3 a.m. every night, right? So I'll be sleeping. It's 3 a.m. It's late. I'll be sleeping, Can I, right? can I tell you? Yeah. I, want, I want Vinny's opinion on this. It's I think good. the him him repeat. Well, hold on, <laughs> wait for that. <laughs> but him repeating, I've never used a gun. I haven't used a gun. I've never bought a gun before. I'm going in. I having never bought a gun. I think him repeating that is someone who's not confident that the audience is still listening to him. Okay, what this is is him f- being ultra confident. Okay, well, you think so? Yes, I feel like right now he feels like he's owning the room. Okay. And so he's he's just putting so much emphasis on it because he wants everybody to feel the intensity of the story because this is his big closer. And he thinks that that is adding to what he's doing, if I had to guess. Well, that's why I wanted different perspectives here. That's interesting. We came to di- different results, but we really got to the same answer at the end of the day. Yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> I'm going to fucking pop out of bed, right? I'm going to fucking, yeah! And then I always have my Uggs bedside, right? My Uggs will be right there. <laughs> Be cool, Tom Brady wears Uggs. So I fucking, I put, I slide my Uggs on right. I will have my Air 15 like this, and my Zero Dark 30 night vision like this. My big dick's right there still. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I threw that in, but be cool. So I'm fucking. <laughs> She's so offended. So I'm here, right? So I'm here, and I catch him like, round, like enough, enough. Pause dude. it. Pause slide, it. Slide pause it. Like, pause it. Stop. Hold on. That just pissed me off. What's that? When he goes, she's so offended right there, and the audience gave a big woo. What? Like, he thinks that that's for him. Yes. He was too edgy for her. Oh, my God. Oh, Vinny, my God. Come on. Imagine this. being in the audience. Like, you didn't know what kind of wacky house you were walking into. And you're like, Gee, this is this guy is getting offensive. He's walking up to the line, and it seems like he's stepping over it at times. You can imagine how you'd feel in that situation. <sighs> Offended. I am offended, but yeah, not because see? of that joke. <laughs> you're clutching your pearls as you're listening to this. <sighs> and every video I've ever seen, like online, those mountain lions have like those soft, wet, black noses. I'm going to punt them right in that goddamn nose. Fucking. And then. <laughs> I'm looking at my ring camera. Like, he's like a young what? Michael Winslow. I like the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's found a skill. <laughs> Michael oh, Winslow is not the comparison I was thinking about. <laughs> uh, joke of the day, blind Mike. Good job. Bravo. Uh...
Your boy's gonna go viral. It's gonna be lit as fuck. I can't wait, man. So that next night, right? I'm pacing back and forth. My girl's like, go to bed. I'm all, shut up, bitch. I'm fucking here. <laughs> Again, I got my Ugg boots on. I got my Air 15. Oh, God. I got my Zero Dark 30 night vision on, right? Still got you, the big Did you dick. rewind, Hecker? I did not. This is the <laughs> same joke. What's going I on? I swear to you, I feel like... Am I in a time loop? Broke. <laughs> He, he's repeating himself. He's going into a loop. Listen, if we hear me make the Michael Winslow joke again, I don't, I'm not going to know what reality is. <laughs> Did you ever see the video of what happened to Pablo Francisco? Yes. Yeah, we, we, we watched that. It's in our outro, actually. Oh, shit. That's what I feel like I'm watching here. He's about to go into a fucking loop. And You're then I hands with all open the door. And then he had a white nose. And I was just shooting right in that fucking wet nose. What's Shut that, up. sir? What's that, sir? I've never used a gun before. I've never used a gun before. You know, I've never used a gun before. <laughs> How much longer is this happening? Uh, forever. No, uh, I would say something. Uh, about two minutes. Jesus. Now <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding. <laughs> no. Oh, even I didn't believe that. Holy shit. Shortest, <laughs> longest comedy special ever. This is the shortest, longest comedy set I've ever seen in my life. This, this proves Einstein's theory that time is relative. <laughs> this is going to be one where, like, I'm going to walk out of this room and my girlfriend's going to be the same age, but I've aged 10,000 years. Like McConaughey yes. and uh, Interstellar. The, the, the chat's over it. The, the chat's done with Brendan Shaw. <laughs> People are leaving? They're protesting? They're leaving his retirement party. That's not good. You're about to see uh, organic shrinkage, guys, is what you're about to see. Oh, let's, oh, let's get through this. Let's get through this. Come on. All right. All right. We got this. I have to stick with it, right? So I'm here. I'm, pacing, I'm looking at the clock. It's all 2.58. I'm all pray to God this cat shows up, bro. It's 2.59. I'm like, last day on earth for you, kitty. 3 a.m. hits. I hear a I'm all, showtime. <laughs> I slide that glass door open. I'm all, yeah. Here's the thing, Dallas. I, uh. I've never seen a mountain lion in person before. We figured. In my head, oh, I was thinking a like a small type of bobcat type of thing, right? Like, the gun's a little extreme. I don't need the Navy SEAL night vision, dude. Like, you can probably grab it by the scruff of the neck and be like, enough's enough, kitty. Well, no, dumbass. It's a line of the mountains, dude. It's fucking... <laughs> this thing was Mufasa. Fucking, That's ah, why you got all the Kevlar like and the fucking night vision goggles. And the, I, th I thought that was the whole thing. <laughs> why now are you presenting this idea that you thought it was a hamster that you could kick out of the backyard? Now I understand why he was being so intense, because he wanted to create some type of real moment of, then I realized... He was he was trying to create that nervous energy he was feeling to bring everything to a screeching halt to say, you know what, guys, they're bigger than I thought, because he thinks that makes that statement funnier. But he was preparing as if it was a really big animal. It's not like he went out there with a net. Correct. He bought a gun. Correct. An AR-57, whatever the fuck he said he got. He has an assault rifle. He has a fucking bazooka to take care of this thing. And then he's like, and then I realized it was a, a larger animal. As a matter of fact, hey, hey Joe Rogan's trash. This dude is fucking. Oh, hold on, go back because I think no, we no. just heard. Hey guys, 
you may not be enjoying this, but you know who does a great podcast? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, this thing was Mufasa. Fucking, uh, it's like this mountain lion ate Joe Rogan's trash. This dude is fucking. Hey, we know him. He does something we like. <laughs> Oh, I panicked, uh, dude. I panicked. I went, oh shit! I slammed the door, dude. I threw my AR-15 like this. My, f I fucking threw my night vision. I'm not even left-handed. I was like, oh my god. Still got my UGG boots. Still got the big dick. Not a big deal. <laughs> Sorry. I. Uh... <laughs> I got in that ring app the next morning and went, yo, we got a mountain lion problem, y'all. <laughs> Dallas, that's my time. I love you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? what just happened? Can you rewind? That, that was the close. That was the close. That, that took me by surprise. So this is the close. Vinny, we just sat through an eternity. <laughs> And this here we have the close that, that stop right there. We got a snap problem. Thank you. Good night, everybody. It, 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 it takes you off guard. You're, like, you don't even realize it ended. This is impressive. Dude, My Uber's here. I'm out crowd, here. The entire crowd has to be going, really? They, it's, it's like he's halfway through a story and he noticed Joe Rogan in the back going, time to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, oh, shit. Sorry, guys. We'll see you later. I'm not even left-handed. I was like, oh, my God. Still got my Ugg boots. Still got the big dick. Not a big deal. <laughs> Sorry. I, uh... I got in that ring app the next morning. I went, yo, we got a mountain lion problem, y'all. <laughs> Dallas, that's my time. I love you. <laughs> this is my time. You just said that's my time. That's your special. Oh my fucking god! That's my time. It's your special. It's your. Sp Did somebody fucking light him? On his Hacker, be honest with me here. I I don't remember it ending that. Did you cut something out? Like I don't remember it ending that abruptly. I swear on the life of my diabetic cats that I did nothing to that video. Mike, it's his special, and he just ended with, that's my time. Well, it was his time, Vinny. His time was up. What's wrong? They said they gave him 24 minutes, and he got the fuck out of there. Jesus Christ. You're filming but, a special, dude, and that's insane to me. That's he, so Bush League, dude. That's almost, that is astounding. He tells us about all the 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 uniform that he's buying, that he's never bought a gun before, all this stuff. And then the punchline is that he goes to the ring app and says, like, hey, there's mountain lions out here. <laughs> they knew that already. I don't even I don't get it. The punchline What's is the joke. I thought I was big and tough. Then I realized I wasn't, so I was just like everybody else, and I made the introduction instead of being the hero i just went and said hey we all have a problem it's not a joke it's stupid it's not a joke but he's trying to i don't know what he's trying the to audience do. didn't realize it was over like he didn't end on a laugh he ended on a a, a setup <laughs> i'm legitimately puzzled was he trying to be self-deprecating is that what that was was that like him 
Yeah, it's like him saying he's a pussy. Like he was a pussy with the mountain lion, I guess. My favorite part was when he said, "I still got the big dick in the UGG boots." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's what's important. We wanted to know how he was dressed <laughs> and that his penis was erect. <laughs> right. Uh, Blind Mike, let's get to some super chats. Okay, please. All right, I'll go first. Dang lizard for two dollars. Vinny is fat. P H A T Vinny, so that's okay. Jerk store. Oh, he's kidding. He's having some fun. Oh, good. good, good. <laughs> All right, go ahead, DJ. Hackrack. Hold on. Cough, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> All right, if Mike's ever hit you from yes. Nick West. Thank you, Nick West. Yes. <laughs> it's my greatest hope. Anyway, $2 for Ding Lizard. Blind, blind Mike can't read a jerk store. Oh, we got the jerk store theme going. Hey, All right, DJ Electra. The Black Cast, $1.99. Everyone should hone their craft like Dat Fan. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Bre- that'd be great if Brendan Schaub went to Dat Fan's comedy school. That's what yes. you know. Oh, it's a great show. What a treat that would be for me. <laughs> yes. Oh, let's call Mike Morris. Listen, we have so many comedy schools to choose from. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nimrob, 71, $5. If Shop fought MMA like he does stand up, he'd be brain damaged by now. Okay, that would actually explain a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think we're looking at the first, first one of CTE comedy. It's amazing. <laughs> the first rule of CTE comedy is laugh at everything you say. Right. And Antonio Brown, you're up next, brother. Oh, Antonio Brown comedy special. Let's see it. I would like to see right. that, actually. Thank you. All right, go ahead, DJ. Zach Hoffman, great show, Mike and Vinny. Thank you. Hey. Thank you, buddy. Well, guys. Yes. And finally, Dangle is at another $2. Do you think Brendan Schaub has ever seen a mountain lion? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did dang lizard open your ears for God's sake? You didn't hear the whole very descriptive process of him suiting up to face the mountain lion. Vinny, uh, what did you think of that overall? Um, I feel like I don't know the mayor in Jaws after the kid got eaten. He's just like, why does this? What happened? Why? What's happening? I don't understand. Close the beaches. Brendan Schaub's in town. Yeah. There's a chance Vinny's like genuinely mad at me for making him watch that. No. (laughs) So. That was a punishment. I don't know if I ever told you this. Like part of my job is I have to book like the MCs for the club. So I watch a lot of young performers, like really young performers. We did. We just did three weekends of open auditions and shit. So, like, I'm up to here with bad fucking comedy right now. So, <laughs> Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad we could finally show you some good stand-up to cleanse your palate. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, my God. What we have coming up next is going to kill it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, Vinny, by the way, I know we do a long show, and I think today might be longer than usual. So anytime you got to check out, feel free to let me know. We, I'm we won't, fine, We won't man. take offense to it. It's only Sunday morning. I mean. What do you got to do? <laughs> there's, no, there's no football on today. Get out of here. It's true. true. Celtics are on at 7, I think. All right. Well. Make sure you guys, uh, to, to appreciate Vinny sticking around with us, make sure you check out the creep off, for God's sake, and vote for Vinny, you know? Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I second that. Uh, yes. uh, so I take it you're referring to the great Joe Matarese. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Joe Matarese was on with uh, Kevin Brennan. Yeah, it was just uh, Friday, wasn't it? Just a couple days ago. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, all, our, all our words colliding. It's amazing. Yeah, so I actually sent... Uh, hack right a bunch of clips from joe matarese's podcast that i don't know if we'll get to if, if we go long on this we might end up just saving those for uh next week because the second i get done uh stamping those hack right goes you got to check out matarese on kevin brennan i was like oh fuck and i 
I hate Kevin Brennan. I think his shtick is very old and tired and gimmicky and lazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm no fan of his. I know you're not either, really, Vinny. No, not really. He's the genuine article. That's what he is. He yeah, just, he seems like kind of a piece of shit, but. Yeah. And I mean, does he make me laugh every now and again? I don't watch his show, but I've seen clips where he has made me laugh. Yeah, I'm not gonna shit on that way. I just think his general perspective is phony. Like, if yeah. he has decided something needs to be this way for whatever his agenda is, that's the way it is, and he'll gaslight everybody and yell at them until they agree. It's pretty stupid and yeah. it's annoying. So, I agree, and I think usually his show is very stale and and tired and lazy. But having said all of that. I think he actually did a good job with Joe Matarese. Oh, good. And and I was like nodding in agreement as I watched this, where I'm like, Joe, please listen to Kevin. He's actually giving you good advice. So we've been following Matarese, uh, Vinny, since he come, came back about, I don't know, three, four months ago. He's back doing a show? He does a podcast again. And, Bye. well, listen to this. So he comes back. <laughs> he comes. He comes back, and he says, "Listen, guys, I'm doing things different this time. Okay. I got a studio. I got a studio. I got a producer. We're doing half an hour. You long form. That's no good. That's out. We're doing half an hour, and we're focusing on one topic the entire episode. That's what he said." And he, and he did a monologue. He did like a late night monologue to start the show. Yeah, that's what Brendan Schaub just did for his show. He spent the <laughs> entire time talking about buying a gun and if he's ever shot one. <laughs> and then he you just, just do one thing for an hour. It's <laughs> perfect. So, so he, he did a monologue at, at the beginning of all this for, new format that he has. So by week two, monologue gone. Scrapped. <laughs> that, that was out. <laughs> and the best part is he did one and edited it out. We could tell through context that he removed it from the episode <laughs> of episode two. Uh, then by Does week... he do callbacks to it, even though they took it out? <laughs> by, by week four or five. So in the original podcast, he's like, we're not doing guests. We're not having comics on. Too many podcasts are doing that. By week like five, so he has guests on. They're just talking comedy bullshitting. He's completely abandoned the format he had like three weeks in. So Kevin Brennan has gotten into his ear and is trying to show him the light. And that's what we have today. Yes, buckle up. Hot dog, help a moron. Watch a hot dog, help a moron. One's big meat, the other just stinks. Let's all watch and fail at comedy. Hot dog morons. Hot dog morons. I forgot we had to sit through hack rides. Yes! <laughs> Let's see, Craig. Yeah, you're up, Craig. Let's see what you got. This one's called then... Trolling. Okay, yeah. So this is Kevin talking about the obvious with Joey. Uh, Here, as everybody was. So what else? I, I, I don't know. What else is up with Shuli? I haven't seen the guy in a while. Shuli's a piece was... of shit. Shuli's <laughs> a piece of shit. So I, 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 okay. You know, I, I, Kevin was good in this. But he's still the same old Kevin Brennan. It's like he has, you know, three or four axes to grind in every episode. But oh, oh is this the and part they... we're supposed to agree with, Mike, or what are we doing? No, no, no. Okay. no. Well, sort of. You'll see. It's confusing. They troll stuttering John all the time. So, uh, so I, I didn't. I know you knew both of them. I assume you knew both of them because. You know, I knew you did that Artie Lang stuff. You guys are all involved with the Artie Lang stuff. Yeah. So, what did they troll uh, stuttering John for? 
I, it started out maybe as a goof, <laughs> and probably. now now it's now it's big business. Now I think just about everything, right? I mean, everyone's making a, a, a allegedly a lot yeah. of money trolling Stuttering John. Just, but they, now make, we get... they make money trolling people. Well, that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like oh. I like that we're getting into Joe raising an eyebrow. Like, hmm? but this is where <laughs> Kevin's retarded. I forgot about this clip. This is where Kevin's a moron. Uh-huh. He focuses so much on people's money, and like I think because of Kevin, sometimes we get comments like, "I said I made a proclamation, Vinny. I don't know if you heard about this. I said we are done with Stuttering John. We did a show where we buried yeah. him, never talking about him again. That lasted about a month and a half, basically. <laughs> better <laughs> so than now most, when... Mike. That's better than most people who try to get <laughs> out of the Stuttering John business. Yeah, but like there are weeks where I do kind of make it. I don't. I try not to talk about him every time he catches my eye because he is interesting, but I think it gets exhausting. I'm gonna tell you but, something. I can I say one thing, please. I per- also try not to watch John at all. I could give a fuck about John. I had enough of him in real fucking life that sure. I was done. I turned on his show for the first time in months yesterday. I turned on his show to his channel, and the first thing that pops up is. And Vinny Paulino, he's a scumbag, by the way. Did I point out that that guy is a scumbag? Uh, fuck, fuck Vinny Paulino. And I heard he wants to uh, talk about me. He's going to talk about me some more. Uh, I suggest he doesn't. Walk away, Vinny. Turn around and walk the other way. It was fucking kismet because I don't care about him and I don't listen to him. But I turned it on and he fucking somehow sensed it to send yeah. me a message. No, Vinny has, I mean, I'm sorry, Vinny. Uh, Stuttery John has his, like, four or five straw men that he talks to. Now it's Kate Meany's one of them. Kevin uh-huh. Brennan, Carl, yeah. and Shuli, obviously, would be the big ones. Yeah. Uh, you, to an extent. Um, Bob Levy, all the like all these people that he just has these straw man Casey arguments. Casey Armstrong. He, he, yeah, Casey. He yeah. rants to himself at his computer about them. He plays clips and argues with them over and over. So it does get exhausting, but I do think he's an intriguing character. And uh, that's why we talk about him, because I find him interesting. Well, I but, brought that up just to say one thing. Oh, yeah. I will be talking about Stuttering John at the oh. WATP live show in Tampa. You get your tickets now. Oh, yes. Please make sure you do that. My buddies, my buddy Royce will be there, too. Royce and Mersh from uh, ROTC. So go check them out. WATP uh, live for tickets, kids. Yeah, make sure you do that. Um, oh, I mean, I get trolled a ton. Oh, hold hold I mean, on. Dude. I just wanted to say one other thing. And that's that Kevin Kevin has this delusion uh, that like, and Kevin's projecting here. That's a word that gets thrown out a lot in the Dabbleverse is projection. Kevin's projecting here by saying like, oh, all these people make money just from shitting on someone. That's how Kevin makes money. <laughs> His fans mm-hmm. throw these throw these dollar bills at him and say, hey, what do you think about Stuttering John? What do you think about Carl? What do you think about Ray DeVito? Are you going to rant about Chad today, Kevin? Like that's what Kevin does. And I get I get comments. We get comments here, like anytime we talk about John now, where it's like, "Oh, Mike, just trying to make money off of Stuttering John." I don't make more or less money in a month where we do or don't talk about Stuttering John. Yeah. Actually, I think the best money month we had on YouTube was the month we took off from John. And that's not always the case. Like, definitely, we definitely post like the videos we post with Stuttering John in the title and in the thumbnail definitely do better than a lot of our other stuff. But it's not how people make a living. I guess Shuli would be the exception. But, like, people throw Carl into this mix. Carl does two other shows where they never mention, or three other shows, where they n- never mention John. 
Yeah, but like, he plays it's not the how people make like a, a douchebag. What's that? Yeah, but he plays the mandolin like a douchebag. That's uh, true. His, and he, his and wife his, makes him take naps. Yeah. Yeah, and his wife cares about him. Gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> but his wife wanted him to get some sleep. <laughs> they should just divorce you and take all your money. That's what women are for in their life. Well, and she's older than him. You know, that's you can't do that, you know. Yeah, it's a real that's winter gross. spring relationship. <laughs> They're so much older than each other. Yeah, yeah. I like that I like this idea because essentially what John and Kevin are saying by making fun of that clip. Is that like young, hot, successful Carl should have should have an equally young wife? You know, yeah, he's dating down. He should be with a model. What are they saying? You seen this man? She is yeah. way over his head. Yeah, it's like uh, when people used to look at Kurt Warner back in the day. Like that's his wife. That guy's such. A, he's a quarterback who's played in the Super Bowl, and his wife has a looks like a bowling ball with big earrings oh, the, the modern hugh jackman yes hugh jackman's yeah. wife oh my god exactly i forgot about uh, that yeah carl and hugh jackman i do think of in the same breath <laughs> same guy it's the same guy <laughs> but uh yeah sorry no so now we hear jo- joe's ears start to perk up he's like what are you, are you gonna make money by getting trolled yeah yeah how oh, oh, i mean i get trolled a ton i mean the, not look as on much the screen anymore. look on the screen Let's see what the screen says. I no, see, great. look at the top where it says melted. Oh, this is just heavy. good podcasting. I, yeah, could someone, is... someone submit this to uh, Cringe of the Week, please. <laughs> or for an award. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, an Oscar, perhaps. Says, no, see, award. look at the top where it says Meltis Heavy Gay. It's right next to it. What does it say? What are you talking about? I don't see that. $9.99. Below. <laughs> it's, it's actually at the bottom of it. Uh, 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 oh, the scroll? No, the the yellow. Oh, oh, oh! I just read it to him, asshole. A writer of prose and highest caliber. No, look at the top where it says the guy's name. Well, I gotta say, I I, listen. I can't see either. So, to those that just listen to the podcast, I mean, the reveal is going to be so worth it once they finally get Joe to read this. Meltis heavy gay. And what's what to say next to him? Nothing. I just see a picture of him. It says nine ninety nine. Oh, what a reveal! <laughs> that was this Kevin's. Like... That was Kevin's big fuck you moment, like dropping his dick on the table. Someone just sent me ten dollars, Joe. That's how. <laughs> I showed my grandpa's smartphone. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Kevin swinging the smallest penis. You could ever have in Joe's face. Kevin pulling out his micro penis and go, how do you make money trolling? Look at this $9 someone sent me. This is $10 worth of dick that he's just waving at everybody. This is a fucking, it's a fucking vagrant handing you his business card saying, let me know if you ever want to play with the big boys. <laughs> it's like the, the one guy with the sign, somebody hands him a $20 bill, then he looks back at the other boys, he's like, ha ha. <laughs> Listen, Joe, when you were doing podcasts with Artie Lang and you were open for Sebastian Meniscalco, even you couldn't envision income <laughs> like this. <laughs> like, he thinks he's fucking Zuckerberg showing us his portfolio. <laughs> Make money. 
people uh, write people, in and troll troll him and they and they give you money to insult him or something oh. i still haven't figured it all out mount's gonna explain it to me over the weekend that's but, uh, oh i never thought about that that people will give you money and then tell you to just start talking shit about that exact person that's what you never saying. thought of that joe <laughs> you're the original guy <laughs> Did they have a show called Fixing Him or something like that? Fixing Joe? <laughs> Fixing Joe, right? Yeah. yeah, that was the whole... That's what, That's how I know who Mike David from Red Bar is. Like, if you really want to break it down in that way, like, w this show exists because Joe Matarese got trolled. It started a whole brand. <laughs> Joe's like, I never thought maybe I could cash in off this. You never thought of that, Joe? In all the iterations of your show, you never thought all these people are making fun of me. Maybe I can monetize that in some way. Well, that tells you why he's perfect and why people are making fun of him, because he does not have that concept in his brain. No, it never, never are, clicks in. Yeah, those are the best people to watch, because the people who take themselves so seriously are always the best at this, are always the funniest unintentionally. Yeah. And, it's and that's why where the it, real comedy is. I do think it's why Stuttering John gets stale at times because he's certainly not aware at all, but he is aware of how, like, he's a greedy guy. So he sees Super Chats coming in and is at times like, oh, well, if I yell at the uh, Uber Eats driver or whatever, then people are going to send me money to make fun of me. Like he is aware of that, and that's why I think it's gotten. And I think even Carl has said that too, where he's tried to take a break from John because it's it's become performative with him a little bit. Yeah, and you know, Hackride made a really funny point before we went live, and I want to give him the credit for this. He said what Carl ought to do is start being performative, so John reacts to it. It was that's great. the only yeah. thing that's left. What's left? Yeah. It's so fucking boring with this guy. Carl it wearing his cow bikini on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Still, the funniest thing that ever happened was John getting a copy of that picture. It's the funniest thing John's ever done. I'm still laughing about it. Oh, do you mean Lady K? <laughs> yes, sir, I do. Can, oh, can I ask you this? I oh, I always mean to ask Carl this, and I always forget. Why is he Lady K Mart? I understand that K Mart is like a clearance. It's because store. John's a hack. <laughs> I just never understood the combination of those two names, Lady K Mart. Yeah, because Kmart's supposedly shitty and shut down and bad. Sure. So he's he's trying to throw shade on Carl as being bad. And but Lady K is, I guess, like a reference to Lady, or it's essentially a that he's a lady. But why Lady K? Lady K, Lady A, Lady Kmart doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm oh, just oh. dissecting it too much. But it, it has yeah, yeah, you, to. you need to have a brain that's pickled by Coors Light, and then you would <laughs> okay, understand. I'm, all right, I'll have a few today. So the recipe to understand that joke is starting off with 165 IQ, adding uh, in at least eight cores at the bar <laughs> okay. every day right. for 20 years. All right, I'll do my studies then. Back to Please. Joe and Kevin. This one's called Studio is Dead. Oh, so this is this was this was a big reveal. This was very sad. So Joe, the the whole thing was like his studio. I got a this time it's different. I got a studio and a producer. And the producer was like kind of a big part of his show. He would try to get him in the mix a lot. Mike. Mike Albanese, I think his name was. And uh, this was a reveal that will break the hearts of Matarese fans everywhere. 
Okay, Joe, uh, while we got you here, uh, so now you're doing live, uh, you're doing live streams, right? Yesterday was my first live stream ever. I, okay. I was, I've been doing a podcast from a studio and uh the cost yeah, but that costs money right it, it was very expensive so i has like i was like listen unless i get fucking bill cosby to come out of retirement as my guest i'm gonna do it remotely it would take a lot to get me to tune into joe's show but if you had bill cosby yeah. uh, sandusky that, wasn't available that'd be great if that was the one interview cosby would do or i guess cosby did do an interview and fucking uh Ohio. The greatest thing, uh, we listened to this on uh, the Kirk Minahan show when it happened. Bill Cosby did an interview with some like AM radio station in Ohio. And the joke, the natural joke was always like, imagine if someone had Cosby on and just like asked him about the Cosby show, like had no intention of getting to the bottom of his crimes. That's what this guy did. Like Cosby did the interview and he's like, so what do you think of uh, the current political climate, Bill? What do you... <laughs> Any thoughts on that? I would ask him how the kids are doing. Did Rudy put any money on your commissary? <laughs> Some shit like that. Yeah. So maybe maybe Joe could do that. But yeah, the Cosby thing was an interesting mindset. But fixing Bill would be the name of the show. <laughs> you ever try Adderall, Bill? Signed up for Ecam Live. No, it keeps him awake. All right. This next one's called Retire. Oh, so I. I think if I remember right, Kevin is, uh, this is where the career advice starts, I think. Anyway, my point is, uh, uh, why am uh, I an asshole? Is your point? Why right? you keep doing it? Why don't you just, why don't you just retire like Mike K and that guy who was on, uh, on, on, uh, on Mark Marin show, like just, you don't have to retire doing stand up, but like the podcast thing is like, how many different versions of a podcast have you done? At least uh, 10, right? Lots of different versions. It's almost gotten, yeah, like I'm a parody of myself when it comes to Right, podcasts. it's like, as soon as I saw it, I mean, the reason I sent you to Super Chat the other day was because I could, and uh, I don't know how you, I don't know how you <laughs> so quickly, but I'm watching you, and I'm like, now Joe's going live from his house. Because I knew, I just assumed that you were going to, you, you were going to be like, I can't keep paying for studio time when nobody's watching i'm not making any money so and, I, and i'm paying for someone to book me guests that's one of my other oh you're paying wow. a booker too yeah no. I've been all... joe joe's most recent guest was uh fucking a uh, uh, new jersey radio dj named vinnie palumbo or something like that he had chris scopo on you shouldn't be paying these are guests i could get joe you shouldn't be paying someone to do that I need to give this guy a call. This guy's just giving out money to producers for doing nothing. No, no, the demon is at your service. You're being very kind. People don't realize Mike was actually trying to get Vinny Palumbo. <laughs> he just sent it to the wrong, <laughs> e the wrong email today. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Okay. Yeah, Vinny, so I need the... to That's why I had you on to talk about this Matter East stuff. I thought you'd have some insight. I had to put in the private chat. It's not Palumbo. What's going on? It's not Palumbo. <laughs> The last three guests have all had like 200, 200, 275,000 Instagram followers. And you know what? It doesn't get you any more views. Not always. Even though <laughs> they're yeah. in the contract, they're in the verbal contract. They're supposed to. They have to repost. Or they're something. supposed to repost. This is a yearly realization Joe has that and it always <laughs> takes him by surprise. No matter how much money I sink into this horse shit, people don't find me entertaining. 
it's a weird it's weird that joe has to keep realizing no matter how much money i spend on the podcast i'm still void of anything interesting to say what i find shocking is he spent money he's had 10 versions of a show and he hasn't spent the money on buying his own fucking equipment yet <laughs> that's shocking to me you've done 10 different podcasts and you're going to a studio and paying them rent you don't know how to fucking turn on a microphone yourself well, and this is where I say Kevin did a decent job because he does get Joe to admit where like Joe's like, listen, I know I'm not the greatest podcaster in the world, but like, that's what you have to do, which he doesn't understand. You don't have to do that if you're bad at it. Like if you are, I mean, objectively bad, if, if the audience that you have keeps telling you we're not watching this, like the live stream that I pulled clips from that we'll probably get to next week, you have, the, the live stream that they're referencing had 111 views Ooh, but I'm just saying like this is DJ Electro numbers that's my my point is gotcha Joe's a guy because at one point Kevin was like Kevin asked him he's like oh I'm surprised you got monetized so quickly I guess he doesn't realize Joe's had this YouTube channel for a decade right like he's just changed the name of it a couple times he, he was early to podcasting and he's still he just had he keeps thinking everything else is the problem the way it's marketed the way it's uh put together on social media the way it's clipped he doesn't realize there seems to be one common thread throughout all the versions of his show and there's another parallel here to stuttering john because other people seem to make money off of him like the the shows that do specials on him seem to do very well he just can't do it this is the stuttering john disease well, I mean, Porcelain yeah. did three brilliant documentaries about Joe Matteris. And Joe th- Joe thinks, oh, the reason that did well and my podcast doesn't is because that guy knows the algorithm. <laughs> and it's like, no, Porcelain was very funny and inter- made you interesting, something you've never been able to do, Joe. That They're algorithm the last guy is the I greatest scapegoat for failure. It is, yeah. Well, but you, and I'll tell you why, Vinny, because it works. Like I said at the beginning mm-hmm. of this show like we started getting more views once we realized you have to title the show a certain way you, once you, you you need thumbnails all that sort of stuff then it makes people it gives people this false hope of like oh if i just do that but there's also an element of like i don't have millions of viewers now just because i corrected those things you still right. have to grow your audience you know yeah of course but the other part of it is there's an element of truth that people like him really believe because the algorithm picks up some terrible shit and you look at it, you go, Oh, the algorithm picked that up. There's things that you know that the algorithm grabbed that's terrible. So he right. sees that and goes my, and uses that to justify him continuing to try. Well, here's what's, here's what's funny about Joe is he hasn't realized his main problem is like his audience is entirely trolling him. And I've now had you and Cardiff on, and I talked to Carl maybe on WATS or something. And to each of you, I mentioned that Joe Matarese was doing a podcast again. And all three of you were like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Now, Carl in particular, his job is to know that. (laughs) That some asshole who gets mocked on the internet is doing a podcast. And Carl was literally like, I have no idea. Joe doesn't even market himself to the people that would be interested in listening to his horseshit. <laughs> I'm really shocked too. I assume that like when Joe Battery started his podcast again, an alarm went off like Ghostbusters and Carl. That's house, what I'm saying. Is you would think like, like we got one. 
Right, yeah. Fucking Mike David and ROTC and Carl would have to would see the signal go up in the sky. <laughs> They'd fight each other to get to the computer. <laughs> yeah. The name of his podcast should be Matters Least. <laughs> Ew. Thank you. Thank you, DJ. Like, what are you waiting a month? You're welcome. Waiting a month? <laughs> Uh-oh. to repost because it's like yeah but they don't know. they don't care they don't it doesn't matter it... Uh, this next one's called the deal i told him hey, ma- where, where'd you find this guy and why is he spending a lot of money and he's yeah. got to be getting, oh, he's probably oh, getting... oh i gotta tell you hold on this one needs a setup <laughs> okay. so joe we talked about brendan schaub's special mm-hmm. for all of its faults I bet it cost less than a hundred thousand dollars to make. So that's fair, Vinny. That special, from what I just saw, at the most, like it used relatively good cameras. The audio was from the board. I could tell that there, there, that was a thirty thousand dollar job at most. Like we're talking renting equipment. Okay, well. Some people have higher aspirations and would like to be better than Gringo Poppy. So obviously, you know, you got to spend money to make money. Sure. So Joe shot a special recently. Listen to what's happening here. <laughs> this is, well, I won't set it up more than that. And we'll see if you pick up on uh, what Joe has fallen into. This guy, why is he spending a lot of money? And he's, yeah. gonna probably get, he's probably gonna get nothing back. Yeah, what, a, is he, what does he expect in return? He got a grant. So it wasn't his money. He got a he got a COVID grant. What? Yeah. Oh, like a PPP loan or something. He got some sort of grant where he was able to do um, live projects for like four of his clients. Jeez, he's probably oh, okay. talk about um, w- scarier than uh, than um, filing bankruptcy if you're a comedian. I mean, I I don't know. Okay, Ooh. so so Joe found a benefactor. A guy who said, I'm going to produce your special for you. I've given this enough of a... So you've seen my reaction, Vinny. What would you guess he spent on this fucking thing? On Joe's special? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to laugh and guess (laughs) (laughs) $10,000. Vinny, I tried Uh, to even lead you. $100,000. Okay. Okay, forgive me. You did. Forgive me. Wow, I'm dumb. But that's insanity. That is insane. A hundred thousand dollars for real. I like that you're even like, I'm gonna guess high because it's Joe Matteris. Ten grand. Yeah. Ten grand. I'm gonna put five numbers together. That's gonna blow your mind. A hundred thousand dollars they spent on Joe's special. That he he got some grant from the government. Yeah. He's <laughs> in New York. PPP right? fraud. <laughs> Well, he's in New York. There's a thing that happened uh, during COVID because our club got shut down yeah. for like a year and a half. We weren't allowed to operate at all. And there were some very interesting things because a lot of artists got together and they did this thing called Save Our Stages, okay. which was uh, a lot of money went to venues. I don't think we got any, unfortunately, but a lot of places got money to do stuff during COVID. So it doesn't surprise me that they found the money somewhere, but especially if they were be... based out of New York. Wouldn't that have to be an existing business? It's not just a guy being like, hey, I'd like to produce a terrible comedy special. Would you give me $100,000? What's interesting is you pro- he probably got double that. <laughs> he 
he probably got way <laughs> more money than that and spent a hundred thousand dollars to justify the expenses and then okay. paid everybody or paid himself but i so wouldn't. i i think we learn a little more what's the next clip hack ryan because it's called this is a scam yeah i was worried it was something like that <laughs> because i think here we start to hear the details of this deal and I suspect perhaps it's a little too good to be true that some brave New Yorker is just like, Joe, listen, the pandemic may have killed a lot of people, but the one thing it revived is your career. No one's going to give you 200. I go, I'm saying no to anything lower than $250,000. And no one that's is. That's what he said? You, that's what I said to him. Oh, I go, I go about, you get a talking about selling the special. Joe is saying if anyone offered if if someone offered him two hundred thousand dollars, he would say no. It has to be minimum two fifty. Because this is the thing. I have to in our contract, I have to pay him back for the way they made the stage look and oh. how and that LED wall. That's <laughs> that's thirty thousand dollars. So I have to pay him what? back. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's twenty dollars on Amazon. What are you doing? Hey Vinny, I forgot to tell you, by the way. Today's show. Like we're we're giving you a lot of promotion for the creep off and everything. Today's yeah, show I... it cost us a hundred grand. Don't <laughs> worry about that money. But I, I just need you to know the Streamyard fee to have you on is like thirty thousand dollars. So you just have to send me that if that's cool. Every time with you guys, every time I'm on somebody's <laughs> show, they send me a bill. And we um, won't sell it. We won't sell it for less than three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> What's amazing? This has to be a scam because if this dude bought an LED wall, like an like bought a wall and now yeah. owns it. <laughs> And he just made Joe pay for it. That's the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard. So, so I suspect this guy, this mystery benefactor, spent nowhere near $100,000 to produce this special. And is going to make Joe pay him money for the stage and the fucking lighting or whatever else. This is quite the hustle. I, I'm in the wrong business. Oh. That's thirty thousand dollars. So I have to pay him back that thirty grand before I see my fifty percent. And I didn't know that because I'm a fucking idiot and I couldn't afford to. You're get gonna end up in jail. I couldn't afford getting a good uh, entertainment <laughs> like lawyer. The, the fire fest. Wait, you gotta pay this guy thirty grand before people. you make any money for using. If the he stage? sells it, if not, if he doesn't sell it, I don't have to give oh, wait, him anything. This is like a bad. Okay, like like a, so that's a, that's another that's another aspect of the deal. If he doesn't sell it. Joe, Joe only has to pay this guy if he sells it. Now, I don't know a lot about the law. It's contract. on consignment. <laughs> I don't know a lot about contract negotiations or anything. But if Joe just said, I had no idea that this language about me owing $30,000, I had no clue that that was in there. Do you think it's possible that this guy's ripping him off? <laughs> And there's a, maybe a lot of stuff in this contract that Joe doesn't know about. I think he definitely got played here. This is silly. If I if I'm Joe and I'm having a legitimate meeting with this guy about producing the special, and this gets brought up in any way, I'm going to say, "Well, what do I need an LED screen for?" I was it's I was a surprised. Special. What do I need that for? Yeah, I was surprised. It seemed Kevin's like underselling. Like Kevin made the joke, like, "You're going to end up in prison," but I think I'm surprised Kevin's not like Joe. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't think Kevin yeah. even knows what he's talking about because I think if if he did, he would be doing exactly what you just said. Yeah, Kevin's hunting super chats. He, he does. Yeah. He's not really paying attention. Sure, but it's mystifying to hear this man talk about. Yeah, it, it's literally someone describing to you. It's like if someone, a good friend of yours, got mixed up in a Ponzi scheme, 
and they're describing it to you. Say, no, no, no. It's the, the whole thing is like, uh, basically, it's like costs me nothing. And in fact, if I get ten people to sign up, then I'm making money doing nothing. You hear they're, they're delusional, but you hearing it, you're like, oh God, you poor thing. <laughs> what have you done? Yeah, and Joe doesn't realize chart. he's describing to us a scam. <laughs> If he sells it, if not, if he doesn't sell it, I don't think oh, it was anything. This is like a bad, this is like, like a, a bad, bad record deal. Yeah, like a bad record deal, advanced. like you and Tom Petty back in the eighties. Uh, like your advance was an LED of pictures of you as a child. <laughs> well, if he sells it, the the first money goes. The first your first yeah. thirty grand goes if, back to him. Let's put it this way: if he sells it for fifty grand, and we have to split twenty five grand each. I owe him five thousand. <laughs> 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 oh no, Joe! Uh, imagine if he sells it for a hundred dollars. What do you owe man, Joe? <laughs> so it completely Give me this guy's address. I'm putting an offer together. Okay, yes, together Fifty bucks. Offer. Come on. <laughs> it completely benefits this guy to sell it for forty bucks. <laughs> hey Netflix, I'll stop emailing you if you give me twenty bucks to take this stuff. <laughs> just, He's got and, a new show called Robbing Joe. <laughs> and, and let's just say that this guy's right. He got a grant and spent the money from the grant. And he's still making this guy pay him $30,000 back. That's incredible. This, this man that is a hustler. Incredible. We need this man's name. I want an interview. So this man sp just stumbled into Joe's wow. life and was like, hey, you know what? The government gave me funny money. They gave me just unlimited riches that I don't know what to do with. Why would I use them for myself in any way, Joe? I'd like to use them for you. And Joe was like, okay, let me sign. That sounds like a great deal. It's cr I can't believe Kevin Brennan's composure in this. It's like someone is describing to him dropping the atomic bomb on Japan. And he's like, he's like, ah, well, whatever. You're a fucking idiot. You see this? I got $9.99 for this guy. Oh, yes. We, we've had our differences with KB, but this next clip, I, I literally almost peed laughing. It was yeah. right. Hey, we know you know we never said he's not funny. I said he can be unfunny at times, but uh, here it is. It's called Sage Advice. You gotta try all these crazy things. That's the only reason I'm you know I'm podcasting is you go, how do I build a following? And then you know, and, and I and I'm doing all those things. So Yeah, but you yeah, but you've done you've done ten different versions of a, the same podcast. Right. Yeah, do? maybe try to stick with one. You know, what are you gonna do? Just keep trying different ones? I mean, you're, no, you're, no, no, what you're doing that's, that's what that's, you're doing. That's, they're basically the same. Hold on. Anyone, anyone who watched these porcelain documentaries, the takeaway is Joe, stick with one. And literally, Adam Hineker says to him, stick with one idea. And he goes, Oh, so you mean try a different podcast every week? Like, no, Joe. <laughs> Stick with something, Joe, for the love of Christ. <laughs> so you want me to make a thousand of these? No. What? No. Make one. one. So a thousand? Just no, one. one. <laughs> you know. What are you going to do? Just keep trying different ones? I mean, you're, <laughs> that's what you're doing. That's, that's what that's you're doing. Exactly they're basically the, the same. They're, they're not. It's not <laughs> like the name no. changes, but it's not like there's a huge. I would say. No, that's, that, Joe, that's way worse. <laughs> 
oh, I don't do anything different. I just make it more confusing and harder to find for people. It's not like there's a huge I would say concept here. Really think about like what's important to you, what you would like to to do what you would like to talk about mm-hmm. and then pick a thing and stick with it for a while. Cause it, sometimes it can take a couple of years. Yeah. You know, well, that's <laughs> kind of what the, uh, yeah, I know. Unless oh, your thing was Joe, just you a, don't a know. thing. I've... This is jo- Joe's Joe's like a little kid that you've scolded. And so like now, now say you're sorry. And the kid goes, sorry. They don't know what that means. They don't know why they're saying sorry. They just know it gets them out of trouble. Joe right here is like, no, no, I know. You're making a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not going to listen to that. He's going to keep changing the podcast every week. And just think of how much of a... If I if I did the first episode of this and called it the Blind Mike Project, and then the second week it was called, like, Michael's Musings, and people would be like, oh, well, certainly this is a different show. It can't be the same, because why would this asshole call it something totally else? <laughs> it's a totally different the next week. Can I get a link to that? It sounds interesting. Michael's Musings? It's pretty yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Unless your thing was just that it's a different thing every time, which that what could, it, be, that well, could what, be interesting. That's kind of what it is. It's ADD. It's all He's over lying. the place. And that it fits my personality. <laughs> what is? What would you say your show He just show said is? it was the same show. He's just changing the title. And then Adam Hineker says, oh, well, if you're doing something totally different every week and calling it a new thing, that could be interesting. And Joe's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I meant. Yep. No, what you just said is definitely what I do, even though it's not at all. That's uh, time to, time to focus on time to focus on Kevin here. This is what, this is. Like, I, I just said that's why Joe's not interesting, right? Because he just changes with the wind. Oh, that's what you want. Oh, yeah, you do that. It's not yeah, interesting. We, whatever you guys want, yeah. It's ADD. It's all over the place, and uh, it fits my personality. What is? What would you say your show is? Successful. Successful. That was very fun. But I w- here's where I'll defend Kevin. It's like I think his show can be lazy and repetitive and all that. But like he has an audience that seeks him out and likes his brand. Like Ke- I think all Kevin does is shit on people and have a lot of the same recycled shit. But the people that like him enjoy him doing that. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not a fan of his. But the people that like him are, obviously. So Kevin has found his lane, and he takes advantage of it. Well, so Joe's saying, like, successful. well, what do you think you do? What's that, Vin? He is successful. V- yeah, definitely. I was agreeing with you. I'm sorry. Bitch fest. Yeah, no, like, like <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin is good at that. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not for me. I'm surprised um, as many people like it as they do. But that's not for me to judge, you know? Like, good and- for them. There's so much successful garbage out there. You can't deny something successful just because you don't like it. I, mean, I believe me. There's plenty of people that would watch an episode of this and be like, "He makes money on this horse shit," but like, I do a little bit, and it's growing. So, like, I get not everything's for everyone, but I talk about things that I think I am interesting to hear talking about. You know, like right. I because I'm passionate about this stuff. And Kevin even says to him on this episode, like. Find something you're passionate about, even if it's like the Italian horse shit. Be like, hey, I do like an Italian family podcast, market it that way, and give it more than three months because it's going to be bad, Joe, because you're hosting it. But maybe there are people that like bad things in that genre, (laughs) you know? 
that genre in particular i'll tell yeah. you right now that yeah. genre you put the italian flag on something there are a million of my people lining up to buy that shit well joe even said joe talks about that a lot that like he started putting hashtag italian comic into his uh <laughs> social media posts and stuff like that and he markets it like hey it's italian comedy night with joe matarese and a couple of other gindaloons and like he sells better than when he doesn't do that so like do take that angle joe that's the one thing that has resonated with people is that you're a fucking guinea and you won't stop talking about it that's i get so turned off the second i see italian comic or people selling that because it is so cheap but it works it's shocking I mean, it's a it's a complete it's the one like stereotype you're allowed to still do mm-hmm. but imagine if any other race or ethnicity was like but, hey <laughs> yeah imagine it imagine if the cleveland indians kept the name and it, the stadium was filled with native americans going yay because <laughs> that's what the italians do with this shit they go run right. and it. Bobby, yay! My mama. i love it it's so good my mama she's so dope my cousin sal he's so annoyed he's right yeah. That's what they do. It's so stupid and annoying. Okay. Tailgating with a nice meat sauce, you know? <laughs> Italian comedy, also known as extortion. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, know a, we know a segment has reached its end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, time for Super Chats, y'all. We got a few here. Will Electrify come time, on when... Folks. That's my time. Will Electrify <laughs> come on when Craig is here? Because I think that could be good for Craig. People will find him more... <laughs> <laughs> it lowers the ocean is what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. she's the trench okay i get what you're saying we got some super chats here let me go there first all right. all right from hamilton burger we got five dollars carl can't be hugh jackman because jackman is a song and dance man and clubber fang is only allegedly a song man carl probably likes to jackman though hey half a song man <laughs> half a song man I think even more is like a Neil Patrick Harris type, you know? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Electra. Dang Lizard sends 10 euros. Call me up, Blind Mike, if you ever want to make some real money. Don't know nothing about the entertainment industry, but I do know how to waste money on a super chat. <laughs> Thank Hey-o. you. Yeah. Thank hey, you, you guys Lando. see that right there? Hmm? That's showbiz, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and also remember, people, that you can grab a Blind Mike membership, a gearhead-level membership for four ninety nine, Or you can yeah. gift them. Yes. Give them to your enemies. Oh. Well, yes. Wouldn't yeah, that be hilarious? <laughs> yes. All right, what would you like to go to now, Blind Mike? We have so much more. All right. The last thing I think I want to talk about with Vinny is this uh, steel toe business. Because oh. it caught my eye last week. And... Um, I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to Steel Toe. So maybe this is a more common thing, but this clip just caught my eye because I happen to hear um I guess John has been been DMing with April, uh that the checks Steel out. Toe guy's wife. That, <laughs> yes. that checks out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess he's been DMing April. And that made me that conversation made me wonder, oh, what are the Steel Toe guys up to? And so Why when I went, this is last week. We just, some time, we, we, April. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a room in Atlantic City, <laughs> if you ever need someone to talk to, April, you can call me anytime. <laughs> if that husband of yours gives you any problems, I'm only kidding, but also I'm not. <laughs> I would never want to fuck you, April. You're far too attractive and young. <laughs> That's just not what I'm into. So don't be freaked out if I ask you questions about anal. 
You're barely older than my daughter. There's no way I want to fuck you. Uh, by the way, it is minus 200 that he will eventually contact DJ Electrify. I'm putting that out there now. Oh, interesting. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Mike's brain she... is working. <laughs> what? Well, never mind. I'll, we'll <laughs> off the air. Yes, yeah, let's talk <laughs> off the air. You've already given way too many on the air. Let's do off the air. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's just steal two. Yeah. So, uh, so he's messaging with uh, April. And I checked in, and this was the most recent video they had published at the time. We just didn't get to it last week. So it's a video from, uh, I don't know, eight or nine days ago. But it's him talking about the Dabbleverse. And I was curious, I'm curious to get Vinny's opinion on this, because I I think he incorrectly assesses a lot of things, and it's interesting coming from him. So I found this to be an interesting clip. Let's hear a little bit of it. Yes, and I call it white knighting. There's, there's some of that, yeah. He's white, not too. Yes, all right. That whole <laughs> uh, Dabbleverse group of people, I've said for a long time now, it's just a bunch of fucking whingy pussies. Like, it's really, really bad. It's not people mm -hmm. who do shows and have a good time. It's literally just a gaggle of people who talk about each other constantly and just gossip about each other. And then... Like, I don't know if they want to be edgy or they want to be cool. I don't know what the ultimate goal is. But, God, they whinge and whine and cunt and bitch about everything everyone okay, else does. Can I ask Hackride? Because you might have better insight here than me. Who's he talking about? Uh, he, he is, uh, okay, so as the Dabbleverse goes, he's sort of a pariah on the outside. He's tried to nibble his way in a bunch of times. And everyone's like, get out of here. Get away from our ass. Quit smelling our ass. Yeah, by the so way, he, by the way, I don't have a pro Aaron's his name, right? Yes, Aaron Inholt. When he when he first started popping up, like I liked a couple of things that he did, and I remember messaging him, um, like when I was trying to get out and do more shows, I was like, oh, well, if you guys ever want to have me on, he kind of blew me off, which, oh, whatever. Oh, <laughs> so not, what we have here, ladies and gentlemen, it's a vendetta. Rapes. <laughs> what we have here. No, I, I'm, I'm I'm prefacing it by saying like I don't have a pro. I see him getting a lot of shit on Twitter. I don't dislike the guy, but when I heard this clip, my main reaction was like, is he talking about like Carl here? Yeah, uh, it, it, yes, it's that side, right? So it's the Shuli Carl side. He, because he has to be provocative as a radio man. So he's going to basically take just stuttering John's side. That's what stood out to me. And maybe, maybe that's his thing. Maybe I'm just talking about this ignorantly, but to me, it felt like shock jock radio. Like I'm trying to, cause stir up a beef with these guys even though as i remember like he was trying to get in with them like much like i said i tried to get on his show he was trying he did their shows right well he was oh. trying to be i know for a fact that he said he was going to be a dabblecon and then he ended up not coming so i know there right. was there was he was trying to definitely get involved and i think that he showed when he got involved when he started putting his toes into this universe he was met with a giant, you know, tsunami of this fucking guy's a beggar. We don't like him. So yeah. to me, like, there's no reason for this guy to say nice things about the Dabbleverse. That audience is never going to embrace him. He's right. got a better chance being like Kevin Brennan, being one of these people who's anti the Dabbleverse, because yeah. those people might take a side. Well, to me, so the reason that, like, my ori original um, uh, introduction to him was, I think he met, interviewed uh, Kumia, and I thought he did a good job with it. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's how like I kind of got interested in him and then I just fell off for whatever reason. But my knowledge of him was someone that tried to get in with Carl and Shuli and all those guys and then like failed at it. So I didn't like when I heard this and was like, oh, is he bashing them because he can't be part of the club? Like to me, that seems kind of shitty. And it sounds like shock jock radio type stuff, which maybe that's his thing and it works for him. But when I heard this, I was like, aren't you, weren't you the guy, like you talk about Chad Zumach and all these people from car, like it feels disingenuine. It would be like if I out of nowhere was like, you know, what's really gay is talking about Stutter and John. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, imagine it. It just doesn't feel real, you know? What's interesting to me here is it does feel like sour grapes, but if he is talking about Carl, Mike, it's a pretty ballsy move on account of the fact that people have been begging Carl, begged him to do a show about Steel Toe, and Carl yeah. didn't do it. Carl has never fucking done anything to rip on this guy because he that, doesn't like people that he's dealt with that he's met. He just doesn't do their shows because he's met them and had any type of relationship. He doesn't fuck with them. He's never messed with this guy. So this would be really shocking if that's what that's what doing. that's what took me by surprise. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. But when I heard the clip and I was like. Oh, Carl went out of his way to like protect this guy <laughs> and not shit on him. It would yeah. be weird if he was, but may again, maybe I'm misunderstanding, but the more you listen to it, it sounds like he would have to be unless he's specifically talking about Shuli. Yes, and then you would have to carve that out, and he doesn't carve it out. So he's clearly talking about everyone that's on that side. Right. Well, the only but reason the, he would bring up the dabble verse is to get the dabble verse's attention. Exactly. Like, duplicity it, it in the Dabbleverse? My, again, it caught my eye, but I don't know if a bunch of people reacted to this or not. Well, nobody watched This guy time. said this. This guy said that. How I can't believe. Like, they're all a bunch of pearl-clutching pussies. Every time someone has an opinion or does but then something. I, like, I look all... through some of his. It's, his show is like, Chad Zumach did this. Patrick Melton said that. It's like, is your content different because it's not Stuttering John? It's someone else? Well, like that's what human, I don't get. Human nature, we are what we complain about. Yeah. Like if I was just talking about Red Bar and was like, all this guy does is criticize shows. Anyways, here's Joe Matarese, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't make any fucking sense. Right. Um, what is it that, that shit that Vince the lawyer says? All criticism is self-criticism. That's right. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. I, I would take everything Vince says at face value. But I, I got to say, like, Vince does give some pearls out there. If you listen, if you wipe off some of the bullshit, there is a pearl under there every once in a while. Sure. Well, I mean, that that's true. Like to go out there to purposely just go on your show to criticize someone like that or whatever. If you, this just came up in conversation, it's a pretty strong take, but it does feel a little forced. But <laughs> but, you know, what's you know, what's interesting is, too, there's an element of it that I get because there are people, this is again, maybe if he's talking about Reddit or something, there are people where it's like, hey, let's get John in trouble. Vinny, you and I dealt with it, with uh, you more so, with uh, Phil Elmore. Yeah. Where it's, it, 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 that, that element of it does bother me. And if that's what he's talking about, I'm kind of on his side. This is where the whole reason I prefaced it with like, I, I liked Aaron at the time and then I kind of stopped interacting with him, or he stopped interacting with me, was that like, I'm not a guy that goes on that subreddit and is like, fuck this guy. I've never really understood the hate against him. Mine was more, is he shitting on people that helped give him an audience? Like, because to me, that's kind of shit. Because I'm a very 
loyal guy. Like, I don't like when I see that shit. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of loyalty politics in the Dabbleverse. I think that's pretty clear to everybody. But this guy is not really a part of it, and he's taking shots. So it's for attention, clearly. And honestly, if he is talking about Carl, like I said, it's kind of a dick thing to do because Carl has had his back. And if he's talking about Shuli, then I don't know. Well, let's hear a little more. Maybe he clears it up. I'll light their fucking nutsack hairs on fire and run around in circles. It's, and I didn't understand until my lost interest came around with his videos that it's not that I wanted out of that. It's that I didn't want to be associated with that style because that's not my style. Mm -hmm. My style is talk about shit, be funny, say whatever you want, cover the news, do all that. And I never really fit in. In that world, because again, and and the Dabbleverse people like to get mad at me, but look in the fucking mirror. That's who you should be mad at. We here at Steel Toot, Steel Toe, do an actual morning Steel Toot and Steel Toe. Yeah, both of them. We do an actual morning show. I'm sorry, we cover things. We bounce around from topic to topic. We take our uh, listener input. We don't just sit there jacking ourselves off talking about everybody all day. And once in a while, I'm more than willing to do a little clip. But then it's onward and upward with the show. These guys make their entire... Oh, and also, when we finish our show, we go out and do our shit. Like, Johnny has to do a battery. Uh, I have to pay Johnny. A uh, bunch of uh, shit needs it. You I know, will, I you know one to- thing I'll give him credit for is, like, I just happened to find this. He didn't label it anything to do with the dabble verse. He didn't say Carl by name. So as much as it seems like maybe something he's saying for attention, like, I actually thought, just thought it was an interesting perspective right. he was coming from and i i disagree with him but i did think it was an interesting take because it feels like he's talking about carl who does a genuine show so i don't know what he where he's coming from with that there's part of this that i agree with i mean there, there's parts of all of yeah. a lot of criticism that's valid I yeah mean, that, again that's why i presented it like hey i'm not being someone on reddit who just wants to fuck with this guy <laughs> Like there's so he didn't label this dabble verse. He didn't put it out there as like its own clip or anything. No, it's actually I think it's like a Chad Zumach related thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just happened to watch it. I mean, like I said, if he's talking about Carl, it's pretty shitty because Carl defended him. But whatever. I mean, he's welcome to his opinion. I'll go ahead and take the the other side. The The guy, the guy's a giant piece of shit who's already blocked me. Uh, I've already had dealings with this asshole. You may have a vendetta, Hackrad. <laughs> it's just not funny. You try to be funny with the guy who blocks you. Oh, I do a show. I do. Anyone that tells you that they do a show, guess what they don't do? A show. You don't talk about it. You do it. You don't say, I date models. You admit you date models. This guy is a, a jerk. Jerk store. There's a chance I've used that phrase before, so I'm not going <laughs> to. I won't comment on this. <laughs> but, but Hackrad, don't you see there's an element where, like, I said with you earlier in the show where like I didn't understand you were fucking with Luis J. Gomez. I thought you were telling me about a real complaint. So like there might be stuff that he's perceived as like people fucking around on Twitter where he's like, I don't get it. Are they mad? Are they pearl clutching? What's going on here? Well, yeah. just take a take a break from watching your wife get fucked on the bed while you watch in the corner and do some research. Aaron. I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about that, but no, but he did. So if this is the move from the dabblers that get pushed out, right? The guy that peed on OJ, Phil Elmore, like, whoever gets pushed out, they're like, well, not Phil Elmore, but let's say Rob Saul. That's a better example. They run to who will accept them, who, who yeah. will accept me in this world. And they always end up with Kevin or someone like that. But that's what he's doing. He's maneuvering here to, to be somewhere where he could be accepted in this world. He's not I, I making did. some grandiose theme about what this world is. He wants in. We're not letting you in, bitch. You can let your girl in. 
I feel there's I feel there's a little bit of that to this. Like I was saying earlier, like he realized that the fans of the Dabbleverse aren't embracing him, so the people who hate it might. Right. I guess that's what I mean is like if he was on uh WATP every other month or something like that, would he be saying this about the Dabbleverse? That's the part that felt disingenuine to me. But to Vinny's point, I think he's making some good points. Because if he's talking about like again, if he's talking about Carl, that's the main issue I had with it then he's wrong. But if he's talking about like Phil Elmore, then I a hundred percent agree with him. <laughs> what, by Hard the way, where do you stand with a, uh, where do you stand with Phil Elmore now? Has there been any, uh, have you two patched things up? Man? I don't talk to him. I just, at the time I just said, Phil, good luck with your life. Best of luck, whatever, go do your shit. And then I stopped paying attention. Yeah. Like Mike, mm-hmm. here's the thing, man. I'm yeah. so not interested and involved in the Dabbleverse. Like Carta fills me in or Carl will fill me in. That's how I know what's happening. I'm pretty yeah. bad at keeping about watching this shit and keeping up on it. I'm, I'm I'm pretty good because I I am interested in it. But yeah, there's an element that he's talking about that I understand his point. I just don't think it's the majority of the way he's describing it. I think the majority of people that I've seen and that have interacted with this show, like, seem to have fun with it. You know, yeah. and I think there's a way you can talk about John that's different than how Julie does it or Carl or whoever. Where, like, that's the main feedback we've gotten, like, when I talk about John, or when I say, should we keep talking about John, is people say, like, yeah, because you do it a little different than some of the other shows. So, like, if Steel Toe found a way to do that, where he's not maybe getting down in the mud, like, I don't know. There was this blanket statement that was confusing to me, which is why I wanted to play the thing on the show. Yeah, it did. I don't know. If that's what he thinks, that's what he thinks. Who gives a shit? I didn't give a shit before about Steel Toe. I don't give a shit about him now. Is there a, how much more to this hack right? Should we finish it? Oh, or is that yeah, we're almost halfway done. And just a little note Jesus. that you probably don't. You don't know, Blind Mike. He wears a corset. Uh, he's a man who wears a corset. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, Hackrat has an axe to grind. What? No, he, he does. It's it's a proof. He wears a corset because he has bitch tits. There we go. And look at his eyebrows. Is a corset like a like a girdle or? Yes, he wears a man girdle. It's like what Shatner used to wear on TJ Hooker. Okay. Honestly, it's what it's what Blind Mike should wear on the KMS show. Honestly, hey, hey, oh. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my wife has to go put uh, glue buttons on things, which is code word for just gang bangs. Um, but these guys just they talk about each other when they're on their streams, and then when they're done with their streams, they go on the internet and keep fucking talking about each other. And I think to myself, when do you live a life? When do you? But that's do- the problem. That is their life, and I shudder to think about that. Well, see that it's like that. Fu- that to me is silly, though. Like he doesn't talk about his show on Twitter. That makes you know? does- like, that's 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 what I don't understand is the idea of like, oh well, they do it on their show and then they also do it on social media. It's like, yeah, but the people following them on social media—that's what they're interested in. Like I don't get that angle. Yeah, it's Fucked it's a up. weird. It's a weird, that's a weird take because you expect anybody, like you said, to promote their show and talk about their show with their fans. Like you put an episode out there and if people try to have a dialogue with you about what you did or put out there, it's fine to comment and talk about it. That's what you want. It's engagement is what he's describing. No. Hey, I hear I take sunset photos. It's I don't do show stuff on social media. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So the other thing I can't stand about that world is that, and I mentioned it a little bit ago, the pearl clutching. Oh, we're going to say everything. I mean, that whole Dabbleverse thing is built around bullying a guy. 
Like that, right. that that's the beginning and end. That's the sunrise and sunset, the alpha and the omega of this whole dabble thing is we're going to harass and bully another man in stuttering John. So then when people have a take about other people within this universe and they shit on them or whatever, these pearl clutching fucking pussies, each one of them do a man of it. Did you hear what so-and-so said? That crosses the line. That's too far. There is no too far. There is no See, crossing this is the where, line. This is where I thought he was talking about Carl with the whole his dad's cancer thing. Yeah, he might be now. Now it sounds like he is. And I get why people feel that way. But here's the deal. The Dabbleverse did not start just to bully John. Uh, the Dabbleverse started just observing John. The whole thing right. was like, just watch his shit. And it's turned into something very different than it was when it started. I'll give him that. It's evolved, and there's very ugly sides of it. And I feel like, uh, it, I don't know if it's a good thing, Mike. I don't know if the, it's a good thing or not. It's entertaining as shit, and it's funny. I know that. Yeah. But Yeah, I think John... John becoming self-aware, I think, ruined a lot of shit. Like, I thought it was very funny to talk about John. And believe me, I like the gossipy angle of it, too. But yeah. I thought it was funny to talk about John in a way where, like, we just talked about Joe Matteris, where he's not aware I'm, I exist at all, or Carl, or any Vinny, or whoever. Like, yeah. he has no awareness. He's just talking politics, saying dumb shit, misreading the super chat, having his fucking green screen behind him fall whatever like it was just organic silliness now every episode is him talking about carl and shuli which is a weird element to it and it's why I, I said to those guys like i think it would be funnier at this point because i think now we're at the point where john needs them more than they need him carl in particular but i yeah. think shuli too what's happening um, is it's turning into a self-fulfilling prophecy john screaming uh, they need me and them going, we don't need you, but they do keep covering them. And it just, keeps, yes. If they, if, if they took, let's say, let's start with a month or however long, you know, uh, uh, undisclosed amount of time. And I think John would lose his mind if they weren't talking about him. And I think that'd be fascinating. Like that would be more interesting to observe than him being like, Kate, me, I never wanted to fuck you. You got fat arms. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, it, the shit is entertaining. Like, when Cardiff will send me a clip or Carl will send me a clip, I'll laugh. I'll fucking legitimately laugh. It's funny. But I also, you know, man, I don't know how anybody seeks it out. It's so weird to me how people find this thing. But it is very, very addictive, I think. I think people sure. get, get way too into it. And like I said, the more people get into it, the more of it they want. And the more it takes away from what it was originally. When people need to remember, this thing started because WATP covers podcasts, okay? Right. And I mean, I know that Royce and Mersh and those guys were, were covering John a little bit before this, but Carl does one show about John, and John responded by saying, I'm sending people to break your legs. Yeah, I'm going to sue you, yeah. cease and desist, yeah. At that point, it was a fucking marriage made in heaven because Carl could watch that shit all day. <laughs> Like, I think I think Carl just put out like they did a best of this week, and I think he did the first time uh, he talked about Opie, and the first time he talked about John. Oh, I gotta listen. And it's interesting because if you go back and listen to that, he they talk about John the same way they talk about every other show. If John handled it the way every other show does, where either they ignore it, they never hear about it, 
Uh, or they have a funny response like Cometown did or someone like that. Right. It's over. That It ends there. If yeah. John didn't threaten to sue Carl and react very angrily and say the mob was coming after him. Like, if John didn't do that shit, it's all done, which is what was fascinating and, that this guy kept digging himself deeper. And the other part about this that, you know, a lot of people shit on Shuli and whatever. But the fact is, those two had a relationship that ended very sour. And Shuli, this is the thing people forget. Shuli had to ignore John talking shit about him incessantly. Yeah. And then Shuli's just like, I'm giving it back to you, motherfucker. And when Shuli did that, it turned into what it is now. Whether it's too much, that's up to the listeners to decide. But it came from John's fucking reactions. John yeah. fucking started shit with Shuli. John called Shuli all sorts of names, and now Shuli's doing what he's doing. These guys didn't start off to bully John. <laughs> Carl covered his show. Yeah, it goes deeper than that. John tried to get Shuli fired multiple times from the Howard yeah. Stern show. Yeah, I, I don't get the Shuli hate because, like, yeah, yes, did Shuli take something Carl was doing and run with it? And Shuli may have exhausted. This is probably the difference, ultimately, is like, I talk about Opie and John, things Carl talked about before me. I'm genuinely interested in those. Like, I don't think of it as ripping him off, but he definitely did it before me. And I'm interested in those. And a lot of the people watching my show also watch his show. So if you want to say, like, I ripped off Carl, you could definitely make that argument. I think the issue with Shuli is, like, he squeezed, he exhausted it. He does it, the Uncle Rico show every day or however often he does it solely about John. And that's where I think it got exhausting for a lot of people. But, like, the idea that, like, Shuli only, like, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is I'm surprised Shuli gets you're a Carl ripoff and like other people don't as much for some reason. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. Can, can, can I mention real quick, because this isn't talked about much, the dabble verse is different to different people. Uh, so that's like the, the creation of the dabble verse. But to me, the dabble verse is a creator factory. I mean, you look at people like El Horrible, 2K, mm -hmm. Stucho Baloney factory, hack ride me, Cornif. And then you have the second layer now, like the electors and the dooms. Oh, he's, he was here before. Uh, the Green Bugs. My Lost Interest. Franklin Sheckler Cordes. There's all these new creators coming into these worlds. thanking people at the Emmys, asshole? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you what the Dabbleverse is. It isn't John. It's about the creators around John. Locals all over the internet, because now I have studied this, have a group of people around them that make jokes. We just do it the best. That's what the Dabbleverse is. We got the best locale, and we got real comedians in here. So it's like the best community. All that. You should go to some of these others. It's just normal people making fun of really weirdos. Yeah. yeah. But I, th I think we get the gist of what uh, Aaron was saying there. But yeah, I Ooh. thought it was an interesting point. My intention was not to be like, fuck this guy. There were elements of, the oh, of fuck that. fuck that guy. I'd like, to, I'd like to know what he was talking about. But I do think it was an interesting point that he brought up. And frankly, I think it inspired an interesting discussion here. We have our own uh, point. Now I'm ripping off point devil point. Jesus, what have I done? Ah, <laughs> oh, it did get boring, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, so that's uh, that's where we stand with the, the dabble verse, I guess. Vinny, yeah. where could people find your program? Well, they could find the creep off. We are uh, broadcasting our 200th episode tomorrow at one o'clock. Oh Carl God. and I are going to be doing that. Uh, he's down in Florida. But you can find it on the creep off YouTube channel. And we also simulcast on the WATP channel. So if you're subscribed to that and you haven't watched the creep off yet, give it a shot. I also do a show called subreddit surfing with the potato. And oh, uh, right. we are doing a show tomorrow night 
and we're doing a live show March 9th in Rochester Comedy at the Carlson. And uh, that's where you can find me on Twitter at Vinny Paulino. That's it. Yeah, go Back. make sure you go to that go to that live show too in Rochester because we forgot about that based on all the uh, stuttering John promotion. But yeah. I think uh, they ended up with a better show on that weekend being uh, subreddit surfing. So. We're going to have fun that night. There's a lot of stuff we're planning, so it's going to be different. It's going to be very different than the other live podcast shows that people have been to. And I've Excellent. seen a lot of them. So. Excellent. Yeah, so Vinny, check thank out Vinny, you. Support yes, thank you for coming on. Go Celtics. And tell your co-host, Cardiff, to take care of his wife. My God, he hasn't like visited her once. Go get, what does that he, mean? He's, he's married to Wendy. Wendy, Wendy, the slow adult, part of oh. married her, and he hasn't <laughs> yeah. visited her once. Well, he visited her once, he just fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. You well, tell him to be a husband. Is, <laughs> who's the worst spouse hack ride, Cardiff or Blind Mike? You tell me who treats you worse. No, it's it's the one that's married to Carl that keeps telling him to nap. That's the worst one ever. How dare she? How dare she care about his sleep? villain, yes. <laughs> she probably made him a sandwich. Oh, what an evil person. Did you guys see that video? It was the funniest thing ever. It was crazy. It broke the internet. Oh, can we hit one thing before you go? I guess. Speaking of which, oh, look what happened. Stuttering John struck Tookie's channel today. What? What? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah so so just, really down? Another it's washer. not down. He just got a strike. Uh, here we go again through the wash and recycle. Does John ever say, like, well, it got me nothing the last time I tried this? <laughs> you know? Like, yes. is there, uh, you know, the, the old definition of insanity? <laughs> like, he just does the same shit over and over again, and he thinks that one day we're all going to go, wow, John, you know what? We were wrong, and you, Rupert, you were right. Like, <laughs> he has this belief that we're all going to say, John, we finally understand what you mean. He you, is a shit wear. You are the smart <laughs> one after all. Oh, my God. We've yeah, been so winning. ignorant all you along. Winning all this time. Winning, 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 win after win. Um, well, guys, yes. go subscribe. Go support Tukey. Subscribe to his channel. Yeah, yes. John. John with these fucking things is so stupid because, if you recall, the last one against Tukey in his channel, he got to the point where YouTube just dropped it because when El Horrible put in his uh, counter to it, John's next option is if he wants to keep it and anything to happen is John has to sue him. John has to put up and do something. So him doing this again, honestly, if YouTube has half a fucking brain, they'll realize that this is silly and John will get a strike for harassment. That's what the YouTube, uh, that's what they say they do to people when they are abusing that system, that there should be some type of retaliation from YouTube on it. And if John blows up his own channel by throwing out a bunch of fake strikes at people, so fucking be it. He's right. a dumbass. Yeah, John, be an adult and challenge Tukey to either an IQ test or a boxing match. All right. Yeah. Do the yeah. do the, the normal <laughs> sensible thing. Or just explain your resume again, John. That'll get everybody <laughs> on your side. If you just explain Howard oh. Stern show. And you were on wings. Show. I didn't realize. It all changes now. You lost everything, John. That's the thing you keep forgetting to mention. You lost it all. You had it all and you lost it all. That does not make you better than anyone. It makes you worse than most people. Right. He only he only focuses on the climb up. Everest, not the falling off of it. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, really, John? Oh, you're, really, John? You're green boots, dude. Everybody on the way up stops by and looks at your corpse and keeps going. <laughs> <Hey> -oh. <laughs> That's a green boots. That's a deep cut. I liked it.
Yes, he's not right, there okay. anymore, by the way. They moved him off the mountain. Wow. Well, and hopefully we'll do the same with John one day. But Vinny, <laughs> thank you for joining us, buddy. I Dude, appreciate it. Was it was so fun. It was so fun hanging out with you this morning, guys. Thank I appreciate. I know. I know it's a. I know it's a marathon, but uh, I appreciate you hanging on for as long as you did. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thank you. All right, buddy. Yeah, so go check out the creep off and uh, subreddit surfing and all that good stuff. Also, if you wouldn't mind going to blindmike.net, that's where you support this program and uh, everywhere you get podcasts, including YouTube, which uh, that's the real money maker these days. So go to YouTube, subscribe, uh, like, comment, share, all that good stuff. Super chat uh, every Sunday at 10. If you guys listen, we are on live Sundays at 10 if you want to check that out. And um, make sure you uh, become a member if you're interested. If you want early access and bonus content then uh, become a member either on youtube or patreon you can do that right now if you're watching on youtube um and uh support the show we appreciate that and uh, support hack ride and electrify and all the stuff that they do as well if you're watching this on youtube just search hack ride right now it's at hack ride and you can subscribe Ooh. to his channel you can become a member there he can get those numbers up for the, the all the hack riders um, ah, yes. Speaking of numbers, oh, what a segue, Mike. I just wanted to congratulate all of us here at the Blind Mike. Uh, we've had a great January. Yes. It's a victory oh. tour for January 2024, people. Yes. Look at this. In the month of January, Blind Mike had 154,000 views. Don't need to Congratulations, do. Mike. Woo. Please. Oh, and then in the same time. I don't care for that. <laughs> I do. Yeah, we're going to stroke you a little bit. 30,000 for Hackride. That's right, because we're making it. We're doing it. All right, let's look at the rest of the team. How's the rest of the... Uh-oh, here's uh, here's where we come into some trouble, Blind Mike. We're, we're 500. <laughs> DJ Electrify, you just started. Okay. That's amazing. Gregor's 735. Gregor's. What are you doing? You, he's not... He, Gregor, we need to get your numbers up, big guy. Gregor's look at 30,000, 150,000, and 700. Guys, anyway. go check out DJ Electrify, and if you're hesitant, try to remember the Joe Matters Least joke. <laughs> that, that has stuck with me. <laughs> it will forever. Oh, God. I stole Support it from chat. All right. Yes, and I think, I think we have one more super chat here on the... Oh, okay. uh, yes, yeah, one more. The buzzer. At Steel Toe, the N-word... Is the only punchline. Ding lizard, two euro. Hey oh. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No oh yes, he. Oh, that's why he. You enjoyed that Anthony interview. Oh, he, they share a lot <laughs> of the same proclivities. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, thank you, Blind Mike, for having us here to produce the show. It's always fun with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing it. I appreciate you getting up early on the West Coast. So thank you guys. And uh, all the stuff we didn't get to, maybe save for next week. We'll send to Craig, and uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, that's it. Appreciate All right, everyone. Guys. As we always say. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here. It's time to make it clear. The blind my project is over. You silly kids will disappear. You thought you could stay here, but you gotta leave. Gotta leave. No room for you. It's time for you to conceive. We kicking you out. Yeah, you gotta go. No place for you. It's time for you to know. We won this game, we're taking the crown You had your chance, but now you're out of here, out of town Time flies by like a gentle breeze We laughed, we cried, we shed our dreams The blind light show brought us all together But don't you worry, it's not the end, it's gonna get better Blind light show is over, but don't you cry It'll be okay, we'll be back next week, so dry your eyes 
Goodbye, we'll be here, we'll still be Remember 